What's up, guys? I'm really excited to be here in Horizon Comics again, talking with All Star Comics Podcast. We are doing our official first episode of the crossover uh, between Opinioneering and All Star Comics Podcast. I am a host on Opinioneering, and my other panelist from Opinioneering here is uh, Caleb Schaffner. And then we also have three guys here from the All Star Comics Podcast: Win, Jonathan Kotek, Matt Lubick, and Roger May. Okay, I'm really excited about this. Roger and I have been talking about this for the past couple weeks, and we decided, like, yes, we need to do it today on Justice League. That would be a great topic for this crossover. And for everyone else that wants to know what that second episode is, it's going to be we're going to be recording it Tuesday night, and we're going to be reviewing Doomsday Clock. So we're really excited about that because that's the continuation um, of Jeff Johns' whole rebirth idea between emerging this two universes in comic book history and just moving forward with this whole entire evolution of the DC uh, comic universe. Um, But before we go into Justice League, we're going to do a little bit of a background on the uh, hosts. So people that are listening from All-Star Comics Podcast, you get to a little bit, you get to a little bit, you get to hear a little bit and know (laughs) a little bit about me and Shoff. And then people that are listening on Opinioneering, you get to know more about Matt, Johnny, and Roger. Jonathan. Jonathan, excuse me. Johnny's not here. Johnny's not here. We have a Johnny, We have a Johnny. I know, I know, I know. Um, it's, it's flannel, not polyester. <laughs> <laughs> it's his birthday, though. Shout out to Johnny. Yeah, Shout out Johnny. to Johnny. Happy birthday. <laughs> Sorry, second drink of my uh, taking a drink of my drink. Um, taking a drink of my screwdriver. <laughs> so uh, okay, so uh, my name is Daniel Murray. I am uh, the host on Opinioneering, and Opinioneering is a nerd culture podcast. Um, but we, if, if you guys like like drunk history, we do uh, nerd culture, but while we drink copious amounts of alcohol. <laughs> um, and we talk about so like there's no filter sometimes yeah. and uh, there's a lot of discussions a lot of bunny trails we're going to try not to do any bunny trails here tonight because we have another podcast on um, <laughs> but yeah so uh, my name is uh, Daniel Murray uh, I got started in, in this comic book nerd realm well not comic book just the nerd realm with my dad when I was like really really young my dad was a huge 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 trekker mm. um, so you know the original series with Kirk and Shatner and all that kind of stuff so I got into the sci-fi realm there and then my brother, he was really huge into comic books, so I started reading it all the way back. I think my first my first story I ever read was probably like no joke. I I read the um when Cassandra Kane first came on the scene. That was the first one that I, I read. But then after that I got hooked into the DC universe. I just remember sitting in like not schooners. What was that what was that shop that was in the mall? That that bookshop? You just said no bunny lanes? Oh, it's like Walden books. (laughs) Walden's, yeah, yeah, like Walden's books. books. And I sat in the corner, Mm -hmm. and I'm reading, you know, Batgirl, and then I went all the way back, and then I read No Man's Land, and then I kept going, and then I fell in love with all these characters, then watched all the movies and all that kind of stuff. So um, I'm very much in love with this culture. I'm very much in love with everything that it has to bring to the table. Um, I'm huge... Okay, so Jonathan calls Johnny a lettering snob. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he is. He, and I'm on, on opinioneering. I'm more of the film snob, just because. Absolutely. But, oh, goodness gracious! <laughs> but just like in my own private life and collegial studies, I studied film for favorite years. movie ever. You can't do that. Oh. You can't do that. You, if you give me a genre, I can give you top three. Oh, wow, okay. But I can't do favorite movie. Don't ever. have a number one though, huh? I'll, I'll probably say Singing in the Rain. I'll that's, probably always go back great to that one. Movie, yeah. I'll probably go back. It's like it's 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 a it's a great film um, all around. So, anyways, that's a little bit about me. I love film, comic books, um, and I love um, whiskey. But we have screwdrivers tonight. But yeah, we'll nice. going for uh, Go ahead, Jonathan. Oh, you want me to go next? Okay, yeah. my name is Jonathan Cote. I'm uh, the host on the All Star Comics podcast, uh, which Roger 
pretty much just put me in charge of when we <laughs> talked about doing the podcast. Basically. So much to like the chagrin of many of the listeners, like, why aren't you hosting it? I was like, well, John is going to do it. Like, okay. So, um, yeah, no, you guys don't want me <laughs> hosting. No. It's too much work. You run the shop already. You know? So, um, I got my, I think I got my start in comics way back when I was a kid. I remember, um, my parents watching the old black and white George Reeves Superman oh, nice. show. Yeah. That was my first introduction to Superman and just it, with the whole nerdy thing. And so I remember falling in love with it back then. Uh, and then as time would progress, obviously Lois and Clark came on and I'd watch stuff with my parents on that. And then um, the Batman cartoon, Batman the nice. series in the oh, 90s, yeah. um, that hit me. But uh, when I first started reading comics was when they did the death of Superman because my little – I think eleven or twelve year old brain couldn't conceive how they could kill Superman, so I remember. Did you cry? Uh, I probably did. Like I was, I was that attached to that character. That's my character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I have deep love for the DC universe, specifically for Superman, but I, I love the entirety of uh, the DC universe, the Justice League, all that. Um, but yeah, I remember pestering my father to please drive me to this corner bookstore so I could go to the spinner rack and try, <laughs> to, rack. Yeah, try to keep up with that. And I could never get anything chronologically. It wasn't until it came out like collected later that yeah. I was actually able to read that story in its entirety. Have you met Jurgen? But yeah. Yeah. At this last comic con. Did you? Yeah. Dude, I, I was telling Roger this story that I was waiting in line to get Scott Snyder to um, sign my book. Mm-hmm. And this guy walks up to me and actually I was waiting for Colton, our other host on pioneering to get through the line. Cause he was behind me. And this guy walks up right next to me. And he's like, eh, he's pretty popular, huh? I don't know who this guy is. He's small. <laughs> and he's standing right there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I mean, I love his run. Do you, do you, are, you, are you a fan? He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, heck, yeah, I'm a fan of Scott's. Yeah, he's, he's good. <laughs> I talked to this guy for three minutes, okay? Three minutes. Nothing happened. A random dude walks up with the freaking omnibus of Death of Superman. He's like, Mr. Jurgens, can you please sign this? Are you sure that wasn't me? <laughs> no, because this was like three years ago. Oh, okay. This was like three that years ago. That was me this year. <laughs> And he was talking to some idiot. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> um, no, so then he was like, oh, yeah. Sir. And I looked at him because that guy left, right? And I was like, you know, you could have said something. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> they don't want the spotlight. Yeah, they don't. And that's I, why I like him. I took, really, really I took my, my omnibus to Dan this year, and I was like, you're the reason like that I really got started down this rabbit hole. So, you know, thank you for penning a great tale. And he was like, I'm just happy you don't want your money back, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was Dan Jurgens. That was like, Can I come to collect? <laughs> yeah. After that, I was like, you're one of my favorite people now. So, yeah. yeah. So that's that's kind of my little background. I, I discovered uh, Roger's shop, what, 2000, late 2010, early 2011? Yeah. Somewhere in there. And you just haven't been able to get rid of me since. So I think that's all of our stories. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Pretty much like everyone well, except shop because he had to move away. Unfortunately, I move. <laughs> But yeah, so that's that's kind of my story, and and like I said, uh, you know, Roger, when we started talking about doing the podcast and whatnot, kind of threw the hosting responsibilities to me, which I thoroughly enjoy. But um, so yeah, there we go. All right, I'm Matt Lulick. I am the producer on the All Star Comics podcast. I do all the technical stuff, set up the microphones, edit out all the bad words when I need to. Beep. <laughs> He's the guy I usually make mad because I talk too loud in <laughs> yeah. the mic. I'm always adjusting levels all day. But anyways, um, yeah, so I have pretty much first got into this kind of nerd culture stuff when I was a kid. My dad would bring home Spider-Man comics um, from on his way home from work. So um, one of the first things I remember getting was uh, during, like, the whole Clone Saga thing, um, oh, yeah. the whole ricochet and the different personas that Peter took on to still be Spider-Man and uh, not be Spider-Man, you know? So that was, like, the first thing I got, not knowing... 
it was so much hated now looking back on it, everyone didn't like that but i didn't really know it at the time i was like oh this is cool he's like four different spider-man so that was kind of what i was into and then growing up you know I, I didn't read a lot of comics just what i can get my hands on from my dad but uh always kind of kept up with marvel um a little bit of dc but more of a marvel kid and then I uh, just like playing video games, watching a few movies, you know, reading comics when I can. But not until about like I would say like the yeah, 2010 started looking more into comics. And um, if you guys know me, I'm really into video games now. So that's about when it uh, kind of picked up. And like, I'm all about video games now and super into comics as well. But um, yeah, um, I'm a Marvel kid at heart. I, I try to keep up with everything as much as I can on the Marvel side. Green Lantern, though, on DC, I've uh, read the whole Jeff Johns run. I have the whole Jeff Johns that run. That was really good. Yeah. One of the best runs in comics, that was really good. period, yeah, let yeah. alone a superhero book, let alone Green Lantern book. Yeah. But, Wait, um, did, you, did you start with Jeff Johns, like, pre-52, or did you start with... Rebirth Green Lantern from 2002. That's where I started. Oh, Rebirth. I'm like, yeah. Not yeah, current. not this. Not no. this. Yeah. yeah. What, OG Green Lantern. Rebirth. What, yeah, what OG inspired Rebirth. Yeah. Green yeah. Rebirth. Yeah. yeah. From, so from 2002 till now, oh, yeah. I have every single so Green Lantern War trade. Yeah, yeah right. I have everything. And that's like one of the my favorite runs in comics ever. And so, yeah, then, you know, just kind of keeping track of all these Marvel movies that have been coming out since, what, 2008? Like 10 years. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> was it eight? That was seven. 2008, yeah. Iron Man. Iron Man? I thought that was seven. Could, yeah. Okay, well, 11 years. Yeah, 11 matter. years, even better. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, and so that's my thing. You know, I just I keep down on the video game front, and then, yeah, pretty much on the Marvel side of things with a couple DC characters such Green Lantern. I really like Nightwing, too. He's he's a, he's up there for me. Nightwing yeah. is the man. He's <laughs> the best Batman, man. Shaf <laughs> uh, would agree with you. <laughs> Nightwing guy as well. <laughs> yeah, he's the best Batman. You have your own podcast, though, about video games, um, right? Yeah, it's called the Hydro Gaming Podcast. We're kind of on a break right now. Because it's hard to, like, go to school and work a job and run a podcast all on your own dime yeah. while still having time to have a life. So, yeah. Um, it's on YouTube and podcasters and stuff, but we're on break. But it'll probably be back uh, within a few months. We'll see what's going on. Cool, cool. But, uh, yeah, and then I just, uh, yeah, do, like I said, do the producer on this show. So Cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm Caleb Schaffner, also known as Schaff, uh, oftentimes. Uh, I got into all of this. Uh, I've never actually grown up. I'm a kid. At heart, I'm stay a kid. I work with kids. Everything about me is a kid. Uh, played action figures with everything, so I own like every action figure to everything. Uh, watched all the cartoon shows: Spider Man, X Men, uh, Batman, Superman, Justice League, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, Freaking A, the Bruce Tim stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> that was, and then I mean, my biggest toy collection is by far Dragon Ball Z. Nice. Never stopped being the biggest Dragon Ball Z <laughs> fan Dragon that I know. Um, so I have you know all the toys, all Star Wars toys, all the Dragon Ball Z toys, all the superhero toys. Um, and then as I got older, uh, what really got me here and like what I'm doing now with it is uh, rewatched Buffy the Vampire Slayer when it was on Netflix. <laughs> binged the heck out of that. Binged the heck out of Angel. Found out that that's continued in comic books. So that got me into the comic book store. And then, like I said, I, I'm an action figure guy. So then I found out about this game called Hero Clicks. So then I started buying DC and Marvel Hero Clicks. And that's how I got to know Roger here at Horizon Comics. He'd give me the comic books when I would be like, hey, I got this Hero Click of this guy. I need to know something about him. Let me read about it, and then also get my clicks here too. By like, uh, mm-hmm. I think one of my breaks at the time. Yeah, my first break <laughs> that I got uh, was I think it was Amazing Spider-Man. So then I came in here, and Roger gave me a discount. So anyway, that's <laughs> my, that's my that's my big hookup is that it's the uh, the hero click stuff get, gets me curious about who all the characters are, and then then I go backwards and I start reading about like what's so cool about these guys. So that's how I get into the comic book shop, and then now I'm at the point where I don't miss a Wednesday. It's you know like the day I look for every week. It's the hump day. It's like okay, cool. And now I got my books, 
So I uh, started collecting comics again with Buffy and Angel Continuation Comics and then found my way into Marvel and DC. And then, like, Matt, I'm a huge Marvel fan at heart, all of that yeah. stuff. First, X-Men is my mm-hmm. first. Um, and then I kind of dabble into Spider-Man stuff, and then I get... So that theme song was, like, always in your head, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, big time. And then <laughs> and then I'm a Nightwing, huge Nightwing fan, too. So yeah. that's the only DC book that I buy regularly unless there's something going on that I want to go catch up with but otherwise it's all marvel two words and then detective comics but nightwing's not in That's that book, book. No. it don't matter it's <laughs> a great matters. book dude. Hey, tim's cool but tim's not enough to get me in it's, it's gotta oh, be dick. it's more it's it's more, it's, more it's, 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 yeah. it's 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 yeah. it's good yeah. i need that first hook you know i yeah. need something I, something's gotta make me bite and I, I i i chewed on it for a little bit i read for a while and then they took tim out of the book too quick and i was like all right how about this well that was my tie-in i don't, I don't have any present there's tim no blue yet teams up with future tim to take on doomsday Okay. I was gonna say past him. <laughs> I thought it was present him. No, I was just a joke. Oh, <laughs> like future Tim and present Tim take on past him. <laughs> it's a really easy fight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. crap out of, like, He's six. Know. It's like yeah. his first week in training. <laughs> I'm the new. <laughs> so anyway, that's me. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Marvel, and then Nightwing. Buffy was so good. I love I it. Love I still have never seen it. one episode. Yeah, oh I, man, oh it's epic. Every right. other year, I probably watch all of it. We say the best for last. <laughs> uh, yeah right alright I'm Roger May I'm the owner of Horizon Comics um, I was a Marvel zombie back Fine. in the 70s when I was a kid uh, stayed a Marvel zombie through about 1985 took about 20 years off from comics uh, got married had kids got a life uh, and then I, I woke up one day and, and I wondered where all the comics went because when, when I was a kid they were in every grocery store Every pharmacy. So, in looking into that, I, well, the easiest place for me was to get them online. Um, and so I started buying a lot of the stories that I had missed over the previous 20 years. Uh, but I didn't want a collection again. I had I had moved my collection as a kid mm-hmm. like five times. Uh, and, and so I sold all my books back in the early 90s because I was tired of moving them around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I didn't want a collection, so I started buying comics online, and uh, and I would read them, and I would basically repackage them and sell them for twice what I bought them for. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way we do it. And uh, and that well, it turned out that Teresa and I were pretty good at that game. Uh, within a couple of years, we were the largest new comic seller on eBay, um, and well, we ended up in the shop here. Because we had so many comics, they had taken over our house. Uh, so we moved out, uh, moved the shop out of the house into um, a light industrial area, decided to open up um, a retail part. Uh, that did extremely well. Uh, Four hoodlums named Caleb, Matt, John, yeah. and Danny walk in. <laughs> and uh, eventually we, we pretty much shut down the online operation uh for the for the brick and mortar hmm. that's one way to start a comic shop <laughs> out of the many yeah <laughs> cool 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 well okay that's a little introduction to all of us here uh if you want to learn more uh about uh roger matt and jonathan go to the all-star comics podcast they have over 50 we're almost at 80 oh, episodes 80 episodes almost, yeah. holy mackerel over nice. ten thousand downloads yeah we're yeah. only at like 
I mean, in case nobody picked episodes. up on it, we predominantly talk about comics. It's all yeah. comics. Yeah, but Jonathan, since you're the host there, you just talk a little bit, because I said a little bit about pioneering what we talk yeah. about, just nerd culture well, in general. With with uh, All-Star Comics Podcast, our whole, I guess, mission statement, if you will, is to be fun and informative. Um, whether that happens, I think, is up to our listeners or not. Right. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, our big thing is we want to turn people onto books maybe that they never would give a chance uh, or think about picking up. So we review um, every week one DC book, one Marvel book, and one independent book. Uh, and we also do a review of a graphic novel. And then in the middle of the episode, we typically do some trivia in which our listeners can win free stuff. So if anybody out there listening on Opinioneering has any incentive to, to take yeah, a listen, most definitely. Uh, you, can, you can get some free books right off the bat uh, by answering some trivia questions correctly. Um, Roger, don't you send them? Yeah. You do that yeah. through mail. Yeah. I would, uh, yeah. I mean, I, and I'll send them anywhere in the world. If somebody wins, they win. So we'll ship them out to them. Yep. Boom. And I just want to say, it is not a movie podcast. We strictly talk about the books. Yeah, right. we talk mm. about the books. Mm. The only time we ever get into like the movies is we do have a news segment, but on a lot of slow comic news yeah. weeks, uh, we end up kind of movies, mentioning yeah. some of the movies or TV shows and things like that. Yeah. But it's nothing extensive in the way that you guys talk about stuff i yeah. mean we mention a couple of the things in the rumor mill unless i'm sick of it then i just like no we're not talking about that tonight <laughs> and we just move on occasionally we talk about star wars too yeah. for a minute yeah, yeah. well it's yeah. star wars yeah, it's that, star that wars. It has all comic boundaries. books now yeah, yeah. It has comic there's star wars we, yeah, we reviewed one so yeah the only the only thing i would add to that is you know what I, what i always wanted for all-star comics podcast um our shop has always been about the art and the stories yes mm-hmm. that's what that's what's always mattered to me. Um, I understand that collecting is is a big part of the industry. We there, most of our customers are collectors too. But I think that first and foremost, they're readers, uh, especially today. Uh, <laughs> 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 well, we've lost so much of our Marvel crowd. Um, but uh, it's it's about the art and the stories and. Uh, Nothing makes me happier than to hear from our listeners saying, uh, oh, my God, I'm so glad you guys reviewed this book. I just read it, and it's the best book I've ever read. And we've gotten, just I guess to brag a little bit, we've gotten that a couple of times or a few times so far in the last couple months especially. Yeah. Um, out of state people even yeah. have commented. Australia. East Coast people. Australia. Australia. Yeah. We got a couple of people in Ireland. Cool. That actually like us. So that, that yeah. that's, was, I thought, when Roger told me that was super cool. So I just wanted to add, though, like, we, we talked about Johnny being the uh, letter <laughs> snob. Yeah. I, I continuously, I'm the colorist snob on right. the show. I always yeah. shout out the colorist if it's really good colors. So yeah. that's me. Well, there's always a snob there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, if you want to hear more and if you like that, just go on over. I, I would 100% recommend them. I listen to their podcast. Very informative. Uh, I know these, these guys personally. They're awesome people, and the podcast is simply just really, really great. Um, for everyone that's listening on All-Star Comics Podcast, um, to learn more about Opinioneering, just go uh, subscribe to Opinioneering. And if you want to learn more about um, me and Shaf and the rest of our crew, because there's two more hosts that weren't able to be on the show tonight, um, just go to the very first episode, and we uh, we break down each person individually for about 20, 30 minutes. Our favorite things when it comes to movies, comics, video games, music, everything in, in nerd pop culture. Uh, and to hear more about Schaff, because Schaff has his own specific episodes, the origins of Caleb Schaffner. It's called <laughs> Origins. So, uh, yeah. Secret Origins. <laughs> yeah. Secret Origins. I like the tie back, you know, the callback. You know. Well, yeah, we have, uh, so we have three different types of episodes. A regular episode where we just talk about 
the, the topic. Mm-hmm. And then whenever we get a new host on there, so we have Origins Roger May, because oh. Roger's on there. We have Origins Caleb Schaffner, Origins Daniel Gallegos. It's called Origins and then that. And then when we have these little snippets, I edit the episodes, where sometimes we go on the bunny trail for about 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll take that bunny trail out, and I'll edit it, and I'll just call it a one-shot. So the one-shot about indie directors, or one-shot about I like that. Jimmy Modricks, or whatever, because we just talk about that. I need to find time to hook up with you guys and get on. Heck yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, Come on board. But right now, let's, we're going to go into the DC Entertainment Universe. We're going to start all the way. We're not going to go back to, like, Christopher Reeves. <laughs> we're going to go back to, Nolan? like... No, no. We're, well, extended universe, yeah. <laughs> Nolan esque, because Nolan was a writer, producer, and uh, executive producer, too. executive yeah. producer, and consulting director yeah. on Man of Steel. So we're going to start at Man of Steel because that's where this current generation in, in movie is at, and we're we're just gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about that, how much we liked it, and leading up to Justice League and how it executed because that was what DC is gearing up for. It it came. It was last Friday, yeah, or it was yesterday. That's what they were gearing up for. And um, let's see if it hit the mark. So we're going to start with Jonathan because I know, Jonathan, you are a huge Superman fan. Similar to myself. He's he's my number one. Um, when you said, like, you cried at Death of Superman, I was like, <laughs> dude, I think I've cried more in the past year since Rebirth of oh, Superman yeah. because, I mean, I'm a father. Yeah. So the stories that they're it's writing perfect. about him, it's, it's so perfect. beautiful. Um, so beautiful. So I know you're a Superman fan, so we're going to go around the table a little bit on um, Man of Steel. Make it semi-quick, but just go ahead and what your thoughts were initially. Uh, Man of Steel was a, a pretty big movie for me. That was the Superman movie that I was waiting for. I mean, I grew up, you know, watching the the Christopher Reeves, uh, I think four original four that they oh, did with him. Yeah. Even the you know, I think four was the worst one or three. Three, three or four was, was bad. Was yeah. No, yeah, 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 three was bad. Um, Quest for Peace was just when you're a yeah. kid, you're like, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a big bad guy from the sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty Which much. would ultimately like charge him. I never yeah. got that. Didn't, yeah, Anyways. don't don't ask questions. Okay, sorry. Uh, but no. <laughs> um, so I remember, you know, watching those, and I, I have a fond appreciation of those, but I always – I wanted a Superman movie that was heavier on action and showing, like, the might, you know, of the Man of Steel. Yeah. And I felt like I kind of got that out of, you know, Snyder's iteration, Man of Steel. So I, I dug it. I It's not perfect by any stretch, but, man, I, I was hyped for that movie. I think I saw it five times in the theater. Five times in the wow. theater? Yeah. I think I saw it two. Maybe two or three. But, tops. yeah, I'm, like I said, massive Seuss fan. I loved the casting. Um, yeah. Beyond a couple of nitpicks out of the movie, I, I dug it a lot. So what was your favorite but, thing about the movie? Was it this, this, these big battles that you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, with Zod and all that. That was just great. The Dragon Ball Z-esque yes. stuff. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. what I really dug about it. Yeah. 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 So, and then what was one nitpick? Um, They could have lightened up. Like, they, they said that they were going to make it, you know, uh, you know, a little bit lighter than, like, what the Nolan movies were. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like they, they missed the mark on make like, like with justice league. And I know we're not going to get there just yet, but how he was in justice league felt more like the rebirth Superman that we've been getting over the last like year and a half. Mm -hmm. That's what I would have said for, for man of steel. Mm -hmm. Give me that kind of tone, that lighthearted, you know, kind of nature, not list. Who am I? You know, like kind of thing that they went for in that. But I mean, once again, you know, nitpick. Hmm. So cool, cool, cool. So like I said, I'm a Marvel kid, but um, when it comes to comic book related media, I try to go and support. So I saw Man of Steel in the theater. I try to see any comic book related thing or watch it. You know, um, I enjoyed Man of Steel. Uh, there, it has its problems. It's not a perfect movie, but it's, you know, it's definitely not a bad movie. I think it gets a lot more flack from people than it actually deserves. But uh, 
it was it was fine. Um, I thought it was uh, pretty decent uh, story wise. You know, I didn't really have a lot of problems with that. The, my main gripe with it, like I was saying earlier and before we started the show, was the the flashbacks to him being a kid. I understand they needed to give to character development throughout the movie, mm-hmm. but I felt like the first twenty minutes of the movie of Krypton was amazing. That was so cool. And if the movie kept that tone and that style throughout, which it kind of did and kind of didn't. It would have been awesome and hit hit all the checked all the boxes for me. But I love that part the best. And then did all the kid stuff where like we kind of got your your three acts, you know. So your, you wanted it in chronological order, probably. right? Because then you did your first act, you know, your Kryptonian stuff. Your second act, your kid stuff. Your third act, him growing up, realizing who he is, defeating the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. And if it was more like a traditional sense, which Zack Snyder's not very traditional, but no, that's another topic. Not at all. Um, I think I would have liked it a little more. But not to say it was bad. It's just I wish they would have done that to give me. A sense of understanding the pacing that he had in his head. Yeah. So that's kind of how I felt about it. Real quick, mm. going back on opinioneering, since uh, mm. I'm gonna be, uh, we're doing opinioneering stuff today, we don't do one through five. We do one through ten. Five being average, below average, very below average. All those things. Like five okay. is, is, okay. is in is ratings. Weird. Yeah, it's not okay. like five. Well, that's fifty well, percent. That's nap. Stars. Yeah. Point fives are like out of five. Five like you know point five is still ten. Oh yeah, yeah. Know. But we okay. just do one through ten. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So Man of Steel. Eight and a half. Eight and a half? Okay. Six and a half. Six and a half? Yeah. Cool. Okay. On to Caleb. Uh, My turn. All right. So I uh, Superman has actually been, like, one of my least favorite superheroes just because I've always been like, you have every power there is. I don't ever understand (laughs) why you have a problem. Like, as soon as you realize this guy might be the bad guy, be in his face and have your hand down his throat already. I just don't get it. You, like, freeze people with your breath. You can blow them up with your eyes. So it just drives me nuts uh, that he ever has issues. So then this movie is... The guy opposite him can do everything he can do. So that solved that issue. I didn't see it in theaters because, like I said, he wasn't my favorite. And it was maybe just a little bit before I was like, I just go see every superhero movie anyway. Yeah. Um, so for me, I really enjoyed it. But I watched it at home in kind of like a different setting. But at this point, I watch every superhero movie uh, in theaters. And I just get the entertainment out of it all the time. You know, I love coming out of the movies with my friends. And they're the ones that are kind of like, I don't know if I liked it. And I was like, I, I enjoyed myself that whole time. So I think it was pretty good. Uh, so it's really fun to talk to Danny, especially on opinioneering about it, because then Danny breaks it down like, oh, it's a film, you know, here's what's good and bad about it. And I'm just like, I mean, Superman punched a guy really hard in the face, <laughs> yeah. and I was super tight, and I was smiling most of the movie, and when it was supposed to be sad, I got, you know, I started to well up in the eye. So, you know, I thought it was cool. I enjoyed myself, and not often do I leave a movie and go, I didn't even enjoy myself in it. So uh, I thought Man of Steel was really cool. You matched me with the whole, like, his villain needed to be as badass as, bad as him, and and he was, and it was very, uh, brought it up the Dragon Ball Z-style fights. I mean, these guys are moving super speed, hitting each other as hard as you possibly can. Uh, so I thought it was a lot of fun, and I thought it was kind of a cool place to start your your universe, you yeah. know, like the arrival of Superman, and I think they tied it in kind of cool in, I think it was Suicide Squad, when they were sort of like, all of a sudden this god showed up, and we needed responses for these things. It, yeah. it created all of this weird, I think they were like, basically kind of saying, like, people like Killer Croc didn't exist before Superman showed up all of a sudden. There was a rise in metas. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I was like, that's very, very cool. I wish that they had better planning and maybe kind of like set up their their line because all of a sudden it was like Superman and then in Batman vs. Superman it was like, I'm supposed to believe that Superman's been here for like 10 years and everybody thinks he's super iconic. And I'm like, he showed up, had this like, took out a whole planet 
battle, and then I'm supposed to believe that you guys are really thrilled that was about pre-Jeff Johns, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll get to that yeah. when we get to BBS. So, yeah, so that's my nitpick, is I was just like, I just didn't see the whole world get behind Superman. It was more of like, he had this issue that unfolded in like 12 hours. That movie should have been just a proper Man of Steel sequel. I will maintain BBS should have just been a proper That's next. Movie. That's coming yeah, next. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. just makes me angry every time I think <laughs> oh, about it. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean yeah. to cut yeah. you yeah. off. No, that's fine. So, yeah, we so that was that's my, that's my gripe with it, is it just like, Superman was there for a day, and now all of a sudden I'm supposed to believe that everybody's there. Otherwise, I thought it was fun. It was a heck, you know, it was a heck of a good time to watch, and it was you know action packed. And I felt like Superman wasn't didn't clearly outmatch his villain. Yeah, cool. Uh, do you rate it? Uh, my rating is like I'm gonna say seven. Yeah, uh, that's where I'm at with with Superman. It was about a seven for me. Uh, I was mostly entertained, and and that's usually my bar. I. I just want to be entertained. I want it to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that one, you know, unless a lot of times I'll have problems if 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 there are uh, things, you know, screenwriting choices that uh, to me are just like, and, and that's going to come into play later. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, in both BBS and Justice League, um, if if it you know if it leaves me scratching my head as to why they made a decision that they did. Um, that can tend to bother me, but uh, with Superman, I you know I was I was pretty entertained. There was just a point in the movie where I was I was stunned. I mean, I I, I watched like twenty minutes of the movie with my mouth open, like who's gonna pay for all this? <laughs> I mean, it was the level of destruction was, and I and I get it. Hey, it's Superman, you know, yeah, Kry- yeah, yeah. Kryptonian on Kryptonian. <laughs> Action movie. Yeah, I get it. It was uh, like classic Power Rangers. Like, buildings that are yeah. 20, 30 more stories high are falling everywhere. And it's like, oh, look, let's focus on the, the little kid who, oh, that, that you know, yeah. building just missed him. Yeah. Uh, but, I, yeah, I mean, that was just like, and, and then, because you have, like, the, that was the one where you had the... The world the like, machine. Yeah, yeah. it was like <laughs> the dubstep <laughs> DJ. Laser, yeah, laser beams into the ground. No, yeah. hammering, hammering the various earth, places like, around yeah. the world. I think it sounded like dubstep. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, this isn't Amazing Spider-Man 2 we're talking about. Oh, yeah. God. Amazing Spider-Man 2, that was bad. But oh, I, God. Yeah, I thought, you know, I thought, fire. I thought Superman was was pretty good. Um, and I, I love uh, – well, I've, I've, I've liked – Henry Cavill as mm-hmm. Superman, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. increasingly with each movie. So. Yeah. And his physique just, I mean, yeah. just I screams. Mean, the man spot. crush is real. It just screams yes. like, yeah, you are Superman. You know, yeah. like, yeah. you just don't doubt it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah he probably works very hard for that body. Yeah. <laughs> Hells yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, okay, so, like, I, I, Superman is... You know my favorite. I'm on. I'm, I'm on the same level. Not the same level because I think Jonathan loves him more than me. But um, Blaine I mean, one time told me that uh, who who's a friend of ours comes to the shop a lot uh, at Horizon. But Blaine told me, uh, or has said to other people that I love Superman so much so that the rest of the world doesn't have to. Oh, so, I like that. Well, that's about right. Yeah. <laughs> that's about where I'm at. I love yeah, Superman so much in. that yeah. my wife didn't let me name my firstborn Clark Kent, so I had to name him Connor Kent. Oh, nice. Yeah, I wanted Kal-El, but she said no. Um, Why not? I, I, see, I'm that level. Yeah, like, I'm that, I'd do that if my yeah. wife would let me. I'd yeah. totally do that. 100%. Like if I ever have a girl, Diana. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. This is what's going to happen. Yeah, we already <laughs> talked about that one. <laughs> but no, we're done with three. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so Man of Steel, I, I, I absolutely... Loved it just because I, I understand, you know, the, the Christopher Reeves. We had a, a really, really good 
Superman in Superman 1 and 2 with Christopher Reeves and Richard Donner. Like, those are really great, okay? So you have to say, like, yes, I've seen a great Superman. I've seen a properly executed Superman. Now this, I want to see a different aspect of Superman and a different different, different way of looking at Superman. Um, Shaf, we've talked about this before on Opinioneering where um, you said, like, you know what? We, got, we already had, like... We had a great Batman in, 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 in the Chris Nolan ones. This, this new Batman, when we were talking about BBS over mm-hmm. a year ago, this is a new Batman. I mean, we, I've already seen a, a, a good Batman. Now I want a different aspect of Batman kind of a thing. And so I think it's that when it comes to um, Man of Steel in that this isn't the typical one. He, he didn't he, – it's, it's his, still him coming to grips of who he is, and that's what I loved about it. And, uh, Matt, I get the, 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 um, the flashbacks. Mm-hmm. But if you notice, the flashbacks actually correlate to the thought process that he's going in no, that yeah. exact moment. The yep. flashback is a direct give and take. Right, it's a what's direct happening. correlation yeah. of what's happening there. So yeah. that's why I get the editing choices of it. It's the Slumdog Millionaire point where it's exactly. like, here's yeah, where yeah, I yeah. learned this. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. So I love the idea. And, you know, uh, you know, honest trailers make fun of it hardcore. And it's very funny how it's, how it's edited. Um, but I, I, I stand by it 100%. That I think it's a beautiful thing that when you know when Clark grows up, or when even when he's young, Jonathan says, you're not a god. Like, you don't get to decide these things kind of a thing. And then Clark wrestles with that. There's a lot of wrestling in this movie. Before, it's like, I want to see Superman be like... Confident. You know, you saw that already. This one's like, I want to see a man that is just going through turmoil, right? We just got 10 years. Sorry to cut you off. No, no, you just need to be moments of like... You know, the Avengers movies always start off with, like, here's us being the Avengers having fun beating up Hydra. Yeah. Now here's us dealing with things. And they don't go as personal as these DC movies do. But, you know, like, it starts off with the Avengers being the Avengers. Like, I think there needed to be somewhere in one of these movies of just Superman just being Superman. Yeah, you know, and they're, they going that, through the conflict and then coming back out. Yeah, Superman. just being like, and I right. Superman. Or that are you know, like just a montage sequence. Like, yeah. I, I hated Superman Returns, and you probably did too. Um, oh, Brandon Ralph? Yeah, yeah. I like that. Well, movie. I didn't. No, 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 no. The movie in and of itself, I horrible. Brandon Ralph, he was whatever. Yeah, he yeah. was whatever. Him just he just imitated Christopher Reeves. Yeah, yeah. So that, <laughs> I didn't mind that. But I like that better Brian than Man of Steel. Brian Singer should never direct again in his life. He's on par with Zack Snyder to me. Um, wow. Yeah, that's very bad. I actually it got wow. really bad one time. Shaf and I got into it when we were at Comic Con three years ago, and I said, if I ever see that guy, I'm gonna knock him in the face. We went to go see the Rogue Edition at Comic Con, and he walked into the theaters like, "Hi everyone." Shaf's like, "Now's your chance." I'm like. Nah, so I, I wimped out. I wimped out, and I didn't go down. So, anyways, um, Man of Steel. I like that. I like this terminal that they brought him. My favorite moment in the entire movie is when Jonathan doesn't like he stops his son from saying, "I'm, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is," and then his actual father tells him, "You can do these things, but to inspire. It's not meant for self gratification. It's not meant for anything else, but to inspire, to bridge that gap, to be that that gap killer." And and he is more human. And they touched it in Justice League, and I like that one line that he's like, you know, he's more human than I am. Yeah, that and was in, very cool. And he in was this, invested. he got a job. Right, yeah, exactly. He lives in this world. Yeah. And I, and I think they did that in Man of Steel. They showed him that with this turmoil of him figuring out what it, what does that mean. And he, I mean, they showed a little bit of it, Shaf, when he saved those oil tankers, you know, kind of mm-hmm. a thing. Yeah. A little bit, but in Man of Steel, I mean, not Man of Steel, Superman Returns, they had a huge montage sequence of him, like, saving a bunch of different people. That would have been cool to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love the inner turmoil. I love the story. I think it's one of the better ones in the entire DC cinematic universe, if not the best one, in my opinion, um, just because I think Zack Snyder was um, on a leash, and the holder of that leash was Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Um, so he was like, "No, don't go, don't go too crazy. Don't add too many colors to this. Stick to one thing and do that good. Don't try to add so many different things." And that's what the problem with BBS was. But um, 
But yeah, so I, I, I love Man of Steel. I think it did a great job in setting up the universe. Um, I, I When I walked out of there and when I was done with it, I absolutely loved it. Um, yes, there's that whole turmoil with like, oh, you know, who's going to pay for all this? Um, I, while I was in those moments, Jason, who's another host, he's like, why couldn't he just be like, yo, Shaf, let's take this outside? You know, kind of a thing, like a simple line correction. And I see that. But in the moment, I think people just wanted to see these two titans go at it, these two gods go at it, and you're not thinking about that at that moment, which he should be, and Superman is better than all of us, and he's the salt of the earth, so therefore he should think about these things and not just taking this guy out. But anyways, yeah. um, I'm going to give it probably the same on par with you, 8.5. I think that's a really that's good one. That's pretty big for for Danny to say, I too. know. I got some pretty big ones. I got no, some I'm just, yeah, for, I mean, to just to give a movie an 8.5 in your book, like, you know, like he grades movies way harder than most people. I yeah, know, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a stickler when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, so the next one that came out was BVS. Woo! Batman versus Superman, <laughs> yes. Dawn of Justice. Dumpster of Justice. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just start Sorry. saying, I wanted to love that movie so bad. Right? Dude, I, me too. That's my, one of my biggest points in Justice League, and I'll bring it up, but if, if you guys say it right now, then I'll, I'll jump on board, but keep going. Oh, I, I just, I that was one of those movies that I just went overboard with watching the trailers, just watching all the rumors of, of what was going to be in the movie and whatnot. I, I wanted to love that movie. I wanted it to be good, mainly because I wanted a proper Man of Steel sequel. Yeah. Right. No one goes into the movies being like, I want this movie to yeah. suck. But as like, a fan, you want your you want to see your heroes shine. Yeah, that exactly. trailer did suck, though. I'm not going to lie. Which one? All of the BVS. The second yeah. BVS trailer sucked. Oh, yeah. Wait, so it was, no, it was the reveal of... Uh, Doomsday. Doomsday. Even then they show the... It was already giving away, like, you. obviously this movie is going to be these guys duking it out. Right. But here's also what's going to reunite them. So, like, what am I... And they they show the courtroom. They show the courtroom explosion. Like, thousands of But what hurt even more (laughs) was the fact that you had fans get outraged over the look of Doomsday, and they never fixed it. They had, from the time from that first trailer, it's all CGI. They could have gone in and added... Added bone spikes, you know. Uh, you know. I thought for sure because well, I don't have the hate uh, of Zack Snyder that, that oh, Danny God, does. Oh, God, I hate that. Um, okay, excuse me, excuse me. I'm, I'm not going to say this thing. I don't hate that guy. A lot of people, I, I mean, actually, some, some guy got on my case. Not on my case. Oh, God, I'm choosing really bad words, maybe because mm. I'm drinking. But, um, <laughs> That's how our podcast usually yeah. goes. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. Um, hate his art. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't appreciate him as a director. I don't think he's, he's as talented, but... Um, a lot of people are like you know you know what he went through last year with in, in yeah. personal family life. Um, I would not wish that on any man. But just uh, him, how he executes his vision, I don't appreciate. Yeah. Okay, I'll just say that. I can I can I can get that. I mean, I I loved Watchmen. I loved Three Hundred. You know, so I like. I guess him, like you said, maybe on a leash. I don't know. I'm not a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. I don't know what scripts he was working off of in each instance or whatever, how yep. much control he had over all those projects. So there's a lot of stuff that I like by him. I think he's a capable enough director. I think sometimes the written material is what needs to change mm-hmm. in in those kind of circumstances. I get not liking the visuals. He's heavy on a lot of CGI. I think that needs to go away for a while please yeah. um, and give me some more practical stuff yeah. and makeup and things like that he's Put- like George Lucas on steroids yeah <laughs> like hardcore like uh, like he made Legends of the Gahouls the, the owl movie <laughs> like right. for Pete's sake that's all CGI 100% yeah, Sucker Punch cartoon. Sucker Punch dude yeah. loves Sucker Punch so I'm <laughs> <laughs> just saying how much he, he invests into CGI yeah so um, anyway, I forgot what I was what I was going down. You don't said, have that hate for him. Yeah, I don't have the, I don't have the same hate for him. Um, that being said, 
because I know like he's he's a decent fan. I I don't get why he didn't fix Doomsday because we talked about that. I was like Snyder's smart enough to know like you should design this this way yeah. and stay true to the look of of things. Well, I that mean, was supposed to be I think that bit though where like he starts off as this totally cave troll. Yeah. Uh, but then every time he gets beat then he grows a little bit more. So I yeah. think that he was intentionally trying to show you, like, he doesn't start off as this bone creature. You know, he gets there, um, but there it wasn't yeah. done. It but if, done you're, if you're only going to use him in one movie, just give me everything, yeah. you know, especially if you're going to... Yeah. And that was the other thing with BVS. They tried to do way too much in one singular movie. Oh, dear God. At least three arcs three Three different, yeah. three interwoven story arcs, uh, or story arcs as you're going through. Yeah. For and, those listeners, what are those story arcs? Uh, you've got... Um, uh, 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 the Dark, Bat- Knight Dark Knight Returns, Return, which is where they actually fight. Mm-hmm. That's what the predominant part of the movie is based yeah. on. Death of Superman, and then whatever the the Lex Luthor Lois Lane bullet hunt was yeah. that ended up getting trimmed down to almost nothing in the right, theatrical yeah. cut. Um, that was probably the least of the three. But it's just like you guys, like you took a gigantic story like Death of Superman, which isn't uh, it's it's a phone book. <laughs> yeah, okay, right, yeah. Death and Return mm-hmm. is a phone book sized story. Dark Knight Returns is four double sized issues, so maybe like a, a big s- trade. A bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. A, oh no, it's bigger yeah. than a big trade. I think it's. I think it was eight issues initially. Was it eight issues? Okay, so I'm eight, just thinking that's pretty thick. Why well, four double sized issues would be eight issues? Yeah. So it's it's not anywhere near the size of Death and Return, and you they flipped it. They tried to expand Death, uh, um, Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, for the majority of that movie, and condense the final act with uh, Death of Superman, and yeah. I was just like, "What are you doing?" I think all just... while introducing Wonder Woman. Oh, while... hey, yeah, which they could have done that. Oh my god, they could have done that. She was she was a highlight of that movie, but they could have done that so much better. I had I had a massive rant about how they should have <laughs> done that uh, on our podcast, which there there's this um, oh, yeah. there's this uh, graphic novel called New Frontier. Mm. By Darwin Cook. Cook. Yeah. Yeah, Darwin Cook. Fa- I recommend if you want to, probably one of the best uh, Justice League story written and illustrated at this point. Uh, so, Roger, you have them in stock, right? People want them. They yeah. Come get them. I mean, it's, it's I my recommend. favorite graphic novel of all time. Really? So, it's taken yeah. like that. Graphic novel, period? period? Period. Damn. It's that good. It really, it was one of the first books on our You're podcast fine. that we all <laughs> gave a five star rating. Yeah. Wow. Um, that doesn't happen. Even often. Johnny? Even yeah. Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so, anyway, uh, there was a promotional thing at the back of this book that uh, it was like a little one shot where it was Batman and Superman fighting and Wonder Woman showed up and broke them up. It was like their first meeting. DC in their archives had the perfect storyboarded way to do this BVS yeah. that validated both characters and showed the might of, of uh, Superwoman, Wonder Woman, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Breaking it up instead of doing the whole Martha thing with oh, Lois God. Lane. Because that was a huge complaint about everything. Why not validate dumb. Wonder Woman by having her be the one to break up these two guys yeah. Yeah. and be like, we're needed elsewhere. You guys need to pull your heads out your butts, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So that Darwin Cook did it perfectly and illustrated it perfectly. They could have taken that scene for scene and thrown yeah. it into that movie. And it would have probably made that movie ten times better. Yeah. It probably wouldn't have had the hate heaped on it that it does get. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, we'll go that, that would have fixed 90% of my concerns. Yeah. I, I feel 100% the same way. 
I didn't want to see I didn't want to see Bruce's parents get shot in the alley again. Yeah. Didn't need that. I don't didn't need want that. I don't want the slow motion bouncing pearls. How I don't want it. that on on uh, pinioneering. Uh, yeah. I think you specifically like I I've already heard that in my head. I'm like no, the bouncing pearls slow mo, <laughs> yeah. That was a Walking Dead crossover, right? <laughs> yeah, that was the introduction of Negan. <laughs> yeah. No, it was I mean, I get it. There uh, my biggest thing is is that they're they're trying to be Marvel too fast. You know, Marvel mm-hmm. took years of nurturing to get to a place where these heroes are fighting each other. And Civil War came out last year, same exact time BBS came out. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to match it blow mm-hmm. for blow, and they failed horribly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Zack Snyder has a career today because of Frank Miller. So that he's mm-hmm. like kissing yeah. Frank Miller's toes. And he's like, oh, what's. And, and then a lot of DC's people are. Here's the thing a lot of DC fans are, are, are on the. I don't know if I can say that. Um, are. Suckling pigs on nostalgia. They love nostalgia. They love the pastimes. They love the golden. They love all these things. And I'm going to prove it right now. Jeff Johns did it with Rebirth, but he did it correctly. Uh He did it with getting to the ethos of every single character. Not kind of like we were saying before with some Marvel movies. I don't like it when they hint to tell me to laugh. I like it when it's just a natural laugh. You're laughing because it's funny. I'm not laughing because it's they funny, tell right? Laugh, yeah. Not, but BVS is like, this is intense, and we're you should feel intense, right? And I'm like, no, this is not intense. This is garbage. You should feel this way, right? Zack Snyder tries to implement emotions by slowing down the tempo, swelling the music, and he's trying to impute upon this um, impute upon you this idea of be odd, be. Astounded because he's wa- he wants to be like an ET or in, in in Raiders of the Lost Ark when the when the when the when the ball is rolling down towards him when you know ET's flying across the moon. These are the these are moments in film that just resound with you, right? That stick with you. Um, he's trying to create. He's trying to implement emotions, and it's failing horribly because he's basing it off of something that is already flawed. Mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a big wrestling fan, and so like every once in a while you you'll have a, a match where. It's just a bunch of highlights, and they're obviously going for, like, here, I just suplex you through a table, and then they slog around, and then now I'm going to suplex you into this, versus guys who are just great wrestlers, and it's 20 minutes of, like, dudes who are really just competing with each other. And I think you're trying to say, like, the Zack Snyder movies are like, here's my highlight, that's going to be a good little, like, snippet to put on YouTube, and here's a highlight, it's a good snippet to put on YouTube, and here's a highlight, it's a good snippet to put on YouTube. But he's not making this, like, two-hour movie of, like, cool, that was good watch. And I'll prove it right now again. You just said it. Right before when we started BVS, you said it in saying, we saw the trailer. I didn't need to see mm-hmm. anything else. Well, they showed, I think, 10 minutes of footage by, by the three trailers that they released yeah. for BVS. And that's an issue because you released your, the best, probably one of the best scenes in the movie was the Batman warehouse fight. They released oh. that in the trailer. The oh, yeah, that was it. dope. Th- when I give my rating, it's only because of that scene. Yeah. yeah did, no, we haven't given our rating. Okay, this is like, more discussion. We not, we'll oh, go yeah, around yeah. the table. This yeah. is more discussion time. Um. And, you know, they, they showed Doomsday. They showed Wonder Woman Emerge. They showed it. It was the the three trailers ended up being a 10-minute, I think it was legitimately 10-minute highlight reel of the movie, which was all the, the coolest parts. So I, I don't know if it's necessarily like that he's just bad at, that Warner Brothers is bad at putting together trailers, or if it was just that Zack Snyder only had a couple of good scenes out of those, you know. I think somebody who was in charge of trailers at the time over there at WB was like, 
Screw it. Yeah, off the record. Like, so they were just like, let's get it all. Or they were just like, was, really trying to sell. Execs are the ones who allow the footage to be. To, yeah. yeah. As, I was hired to once I saw the BBS and that they had pretty much given away the majority of that Batman warehouse fight. I was like, well, then what the hell else do we need to see? Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know? We don't need to see anything else. It was it was, it was, was bad. Poorly executed story. Oh, we said this when we reviewed it. Um, me, you, Roger, and the, opinion, and the Opinionary guys, we did an hour and a half episode on this freaking We film. did an episode two on my old podcast. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah how long did it last? About an hour and a half? Is that how bad it was? Just that one topic was like, an hour almost. Goodness gracious! Yeah. <laughs> but we talked about it by saying, um, "Oh, it's gone now." <laughs> but it was really yeah. bad. Um, yeah, it, it was just it was. Oh, well, I remember now. We we all agreed that the actors in and of themselves didn't do bad. Yeah, Henry Cable didn't do bad. Ben Affleck. A lot of people said like, he "Oh, was Dan, a shiny you, star." That you movie. you just don't like Ben Affleck as Batman. I freaking don't care. Ben Affleck just, is awesome. I don't. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't like the story. I think the story of of the Batman if they would have adapted a little bit of and we'll get into this when it comes to Justice League Jeff Johns' run of Origins on Justice League Roger and I were just talking about this the other day you have so many great stories so many better stories have been told of these people going at it to go back to this nostalgia the Dark Knight Returns I get it but there's so much more depth that you can go into these characters that's actually a story that I hate though I'm not one of those you don't I, like Dark Knight Returns? I do not. I'm going to give you a high five, fool, because Roger knows. I come yeah. in here, and I, I hate that story. I, I think I, it's dumb. I, I, I don't like, either. I never and, have. Yeah, me and Roger have talked about it several times where we say, you know, like, we get its place in history. Yeah. We get what Frank Miller, you know, contributed and whatnot. And I know it's not the popular opinion. Yeah, no. But I just, I don't like it. I don't either. You know, I thoroughly I, enjoyed the animated film they made about it, like the two-part <laughs> thing, but I personally never read well, it. It wasn't like a... a a direct adaptation. They changed some stuff for the film. Probably, right? yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, I, oh, I had fun read. with it. I'm sorry, yeah. you just said. Yeah. I don't know. I had I had <laughs> fun with it, and like it was. Yeah, you know, it was what it was, and I know that it's kind of like a what if continuity or else yeah. worlds for yeah. DC. And, and I get like, like some of our right listeners on on All Star Comics podcast will probably be like, <gasps> I know, right? A little bit, but yeah, it's just it's one of those. I think there are better Batman stories that have been told. Oh, 100 um, percent, way, way better. better. You know, so um, but, so I'm well, not. You in have that to appreciate nostalgia. the time in history it came out. Yeah, because before that, Batman was a little more campy. Yeah. After that, he they made him they grounded him a little bit. Yeah. I can appreciate what it did. Yeah. But I don't like it. How. Made him the Dark Knight. Yeah, exactly. It made him like a legitimate, you know, crime fighter. So, yeah, not yeah, thug, but yeah. Uh, rating. BBS. Uh, six. Six. Wow. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> so gearing up. Um. Danny, I tend to look at mo- movies, even if they're comic book movies, more like you. Like, this is a film. Just because it's based off something goofy and funny doesn't mean it can't be a bad movie or have potential to be a bad movie. Right. And I think why DC gets so much flack and hate more than Marvel does at the moment is because before this DC Extended Universe, we got three amazing Batman movies to show it's capable of happening. And done correctly, these movies can be awesome. Yeah. So, jumping into the extended universe and these not even meeting that bar, mm-hmm. it's a little frustrating. Yeah. So, especially when Marvel comes around and they just, they don't really make bad movies. Yeah, Thor, Dark World and Hulk aren't as good as a couple of the other ones, but for the most part, almost every Marvel movie is has a quality meter that it always hits. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know? yeah, and the only reason why Iron Man 3 and Thor 2 are, it's just because they're creating with the curve. You're looking at these other movies right. they've made and you're like, yeah, these things suck compared to those. Right, yeah. but those were still not bad movies. No, even like bad. Uh, like the bad movie, people even like Iron Man 3. I Just because people 3. don't like the plot doesn't mean it was badly made, even quality standards. Yeah, you know, like quality it was, standards, Iron Man 3 is 
still it's a fantastic looking movie it's production like everything even if you don't like the plot twist that's another topic mm-hmm. but anyways so that's the way I looked at most comic book movies they can still be good and deliver me entertainment so Batman vs Superman that is my biggest gripe because the plot is whatever it can do whatever it wants it has to be a movie someone had to write what was going to happen the characters the they're fine too many people wrote that movie exactly oh, yeah. the problem is the movie making qualities the editing the pacing the framework the cinematography and the CG yeah as a film it, it just does not work for being a movie yeah. It, it might be entertaining. Yeah, I watch, I've seen it twice now. And it just is whatever. It can hold your attention. But for those instances, like, I can't think of one frame in Batman vs Superman where, like, if you're showing a frame of characters that you already might know that are the first time in a scene in the movie, you don't have them cut to a mid-conversation. You yeah. cut to them walking in the frame or one character meeting or greeting the second character, not like Lois and the newspaper editor they cut Perry. to them several times, Perry, like where in they're the middle of a in the middle of a conversation. Yeah. And it's like, that doesn't give me any context, especially yeah. for a two and a half hour movie. I don't understand what is happening. And here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Things like that are not bad in a sense because Quentin Tarantino does that every once in a while. Where it, but you still have context. You have context mm-hmm. of what's happening, but he'll only do it once or twice. Yeah. In BVS, mm-hmm. they did it five it's the or six whole times. Movie. Like, what is happening mm-hmm. right now? I don't feel... I, so, and then like editing, like I said, that's cutting back and forth between characters is really annoying. And then the pacing, like... It was so many fast three, four second clips back to back before you got like a longer scene, Mm -hmm. which was just frustrating because you would get like a Luther thing, a Bruce thing, um, maybe like a Superman thing or something else and then cut to like where they meet up. And it's like we had a long thing, three or four small things that you don't have the context of that yet. Yeah. Then leading into a bigger scene where you don't come back to those three or four things probably ever. Yeah, and so right. it's like, yeah. why are those even in there? Exactly. It just messes with the flow. Yeah. And I think that's my biggest problem with the movie is that it doesn't work as a movie, let alone the characters are fine. Like I said, one of the coolest things is the flash scene in the movie and the Batman fight scene in the warehouse. Yeah. Like yeah. that still hasn't paid off yet. The flash scene, but like exactly. Wonder Woman was dope. And like Superman was even fine. Like the characters are fine. The setting is fine. It's just the things that actually go into making the movie is what's troubling yeah. for me. So I give it like a four. Yeah. Okay. Um, four, damn. Yeah. <laughs> that's low. That's really low. Well, because uh, it doesn't set the standard of quality. Yeah. You well, know? And that's the, that, you, what you're saying. A four is just, it's below average movie. Yeah. Which it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, that's true. Uh, so for me, I uh, like I said, I pretty much just watch the movies and I just like kind of want to be entertained for the amount of time that I'm sitting there watching them and it's superheroes on screen. Uh, and I even got to watch this movie. I had just gotten my wisdom teeth taken out. So I was even watching <laughs> them that. like while <laughs> wow, high on painkillers and was like, this is going to <laughs> be very that. easy to enjoy. Yeah. And it wasn't. And I, you know, and like pacing, I think, was like my biggest takeaway from you. And I yep. was just like, that was the, that's what it was. It, was, it, was, it took dog. so long yeah. for the superheroes to be superheroes or even for the superheroes to fight the superheroes. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, the last hour of the movie, or however long it really was, I don't know, but it was just like, that was cool, or at least that was fun, or that was entertaining. You know, that's what I came here to see. I came here to see Batman fight Superman, and then I knew Doomsday was going to show up, so then I was waiting for the, you know, the Trinity to team up against Doomsday. Yeah. And that was all there at the end of the movie, so with that being the freshest taste in my mouth at the end of it all, I was like, that movie didn't suck. But then I go back and remember the first hour and a half or two hours, however you remember long it was, and I go, yeah. love, that was... That was tough. I can't believe I even got there. Um, so it was just it was just pace bad. You know, there was like that opening scene for Batman where he was like climbing on the wall, which was really creepy and weird. 
uh, <laughs> before yeah. he branded the guy. Uh, yeah. And I was like, okay, oh, so gosh, that was I forgot about that. That was my <laughs> smallest taste of Batman in costume being Batman and like Superman. I don't know if he ever really did anything heroic aside from like show up at a Dia de los Muertos thing and like, <laughs> but like didn't see him do anything there either. He just was there like a burning like I said, building somewhere. Just short little edits yeah. of yeah. every character. Well, yeah. I, I said it's 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 a two hour movie built of a one minute 35 seconds movies. yeah mm-hmm. like if it was me I, and i and they like the studio was intent on having this fight between batman and superman the way i would have paced it was you bring in like right off the bat the, after the opening credits you start with the fight like right in the middle and then the end of the second here. act yeah and and you show like one of them getting like you know winded or something like that and you go back and you show how that character got to that point yeah because there's, there's no come back. yeah and then you you come back to present you show more awesome fight stuff then you show like somebody else getting their bell rung you go back and then you show how they got to that point development and then, and then <laughs> right? you move and then you move it from that point forward yeah. to the yeah. end of the movie that's how they should have done it that's here's how movie making works the, the but they weren't the and that's the biggest problem yeah. with dc is like they just have like have all these all the balls up in the air they're trying to juggle and they're just like they're just panicking I mean you can already tell they're panicking with the whole like uh, uh, well people seem to like this Deathstroke let's make a Deathstroke solo film yeah no man just put him in a movie Anywhere. Oh, I'll Let take a solo. Sh- I mean, yeah. I'll take a, I'll take a solo <laughs> Deathstroke you know, like movie they, if they contextualize him well. They've got yeah. this idea and they think it's going to be cool, and then they just freak out and this, and then yeah. they just well, throw something. Squad. And and we've had Rock cast as Black Adam for God knows how long. <laughs> Dude, throw him in something before you lose <laughs> the heat. Like yeah, like exactly. I was saying, that goes back to like DC fans have a high expectation since we got three amazing yeah. Batman. I mean, Even no one like, shot DC in the foot. He turned. He grabbed the pistol from yeah. his pocket. He turned around and said. Good luck trying to make good movies because I already did it. Even if you don't like the third one, which is whatever, it's still a decent movie. So coming out with these movies right out of the gate from these three movies, it's like DC is not even living up to the quality they previously did. Yeah. But they're also not even delivering like mediocre quality, you know, like (laughs) I mean, it's I mean, there might be our people in this world who are like these movies are kind of mediocre, but but it's like an X-Men movie. And like I'm a huge X-Men fan. I have a huge bias. Dude, I know those movies suck, but I still leave them going like, oh, well, at least I saw, you know, Archangel on screen, whatever. You know, yeah. like, I just like, all right, whatever. But, like, I leave DC movies going like, I really honestly have to, like, think about this thing to figure out, like, is it okay to say I like? Well, because we've had because fantastic so, DC it's movies. It's just so – yeah. They're, but, I mean, they're just not even reaching, like, just the regular, like, yeah, you turned in a superhero movie. Like, right. they're not even as iffy as the X-Men yeah. Movie. Well, we've My never whole had thing a is that if movie. if if you want to see the person on screen, there's a millions of cosplayers that will that you <laughs> like. <laughs> that's just facetious. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> it's just. Why can't you just even turn in an average superhero film? It is either it is either this thing that we go on opinioning and go what the what the f is going on? Yeah. DC, or it's or it was a Dark Knight yeah. trilogy movie, exactly, and it was like yeah. you there's guys nothing even in the middle. You guys can't even hit average. On every pit, you know, like everything you throw at the wall, you're not even hitting average. Yeah, and it's like, what's going on? Let's go with the rating because we yeah. still have to do. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, we're, 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 yeah. we're going to go real fast because that has nothing to do with jail. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go six and a half, and that's because, like I said, that last hour was totally what you thought you were gonna get there for, and okay. they fought the heck out of each other. Yeah, um, I, you know, I would give BBS. Uh, Maybe six stars, but I, I have a lot of issues with that. I have some major rants. There's a lot of stuff that I liked about the movie. 
the problem the problem for me when you know when I start talking about that is well besides from my blood pressure going up <laughs> is the potential that the movie had yeah you know yeah. and shop to kind of follow up on what you were saying I think that the problem is post uh, Chris Nolan they put all their eggs in Scott Snyder's basket Zack well, Snyder Zack Snyder they probably would have been better off with Scott yeah. I know you guys don't like Scott as much as I do I love Scott yeah, yeah. that's just but, me that's just me. One? Um, but uh, for three three fourths of the movies, the one movie that didn't, the one that Patty Jenkins got, the best movie, right? Is, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, type for first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I think <clears throat> I think we'll touch on this later when we talk about the future. But I think going forward, as long as as they have you know uh, diversity and leadership in producing these movies and writing. Uh, directing and stuff. I, th- I think that the future, the, the future the, could be bright. On that point, the strength of the Marvel movies has been that uh, I don't know if it's Kevin Feige that's been mm-hmm. making the decisions, but he finds someone that's passionate about the character and the project and the tone that they're going for. Rebirth. So they've got mm-hmm. well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's what Jeff Johns did with yeah. with the comic side of things at DC. Yeah. But you, they got the Russos for the Captain America movies, which they turned into these action espionage, yeah, spy you know, movies, yeah. type movies. Incredible. They got the one dude that was a horror movie director for Doctor Strange to bring yeah. in the mystical, magic type thing. I wish Doctor Strange would have been yeah. a little bit darker. But that's it's still it. Disney. It, you got to keep still, yeah, yeah, it's still Disney, right? Yeah, um, but, but same I, thing I with James Gunn with the quirky sci-fi stuff. I mean, they kind of yeah. know who they're putting in charge of, and I think they know, uh, like you said, where Kevin Feige said that you know, Edgar Wright had a specific yeah. vision. He's like, that doesn't fit with the rest of the cinematic universe. You have to do this. Yeah. You know, they know what they're after. And I think that comes from having a guy in charge of it, not a bunch of suits around a table that say we want to count some money. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. So um, I pray to God, like Jeff Johns is, is you know, I hope at he work getting oh, getting more. stuff done. So anyway, Roger, yeah. sorry. Number Oh, he's yeah. in six. Oh, six. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Do you have any more rants about it or things that no. you liked? No, I'd have to go take some more aspirin. <laughs> <laughs> you just agree with what we all said. Right? Um, <laughs> uh, just for time, I thought it was probably – and in the episode where we talk about it, I start at the upper saying, I think it's the worst comic book movie in history. Whoa. Um, there was a Fantastic yeah, Four yeah. movie that popped out. That never got released. Oh, sorry. It was so bad. I'm not even but talking about the, the one that did so get popped out. I'm talking about the most said. recent Fantastic Four That one's four not production. that bad. Oh, oh, there's that the one. There's Fantastic one Four is not, it's, it's god-awful, but it's not, no, it's, it's awful. End. It's not god-awful. There was nothing. To Roger is, because Roger loves those characters. There was no saving grace in that Fantastic Four. This Batman vs. Superman still had the Trinity fight Doomsday and still had Batman fight Superman. I forgot that Fantastic Four movie existed. That's so bad. Um, it wasn't that bad. Two-thirds of it were good. The uh, <laughs> There's a Fantastic Four movie that was made in like... 1993. The, the ni- early 90s? Yeah, early 90s. never, never got, got released. released. They just made it so that they could retain yeah, the that's rights. The, yeah. It's the, online somewhere. The broomstick somewhere. inside of the glove. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> online somewhere and it's laughably bad. Yeah. No, but here's the thing. That's what I said. Sorry, I think it's the worst comic book movie. I'll, I'll change it. Worst comic book movie released in history. Released. Um, and Roger on the episode's like, that's that's worse than Batman and Robin. Ooh. And in my my rebuttal I is. I watched that when I was so young. I'd like it. <laughs> <laughs> my rebuttal like to that is their intention was to sell toys, and that's exactly what they did. Not yeah. to make a good I bought them. These guys. <laughs> these you guys. With this DC Cinematic Universe. They're serious. No, like, I'm watching B- B- Batman vs. Superman and Suicide Squad and Justice League being like, hold on, this is not like, this is not like Joel Schumacher being like, let's put nipples on the bat <laughs> This is not that. They're serious. No, like, this, they're dead serious on this. 
It's like we're going to put our eggs in this basket, and this is what we are. Here's the, here are the cards. And it's coming out with absolute – just it was utter garbage from start to finish to me. That BVS, I have two points, and then I'm going to give my readings. Yep. My two points, number one, pacing. Matt, when you're talking about pacing, yep. I agree 100% fully. The problem with pacing is that in order to not feel like it's bad pacing is have good dialogue. Those movies don't have good dialogue because they rely more on visual aspects of those, you know, his cape flowing or the sun yeah. coming up and all those things. The CG. The CG. Yeah. Which There's, I did love. I mean, <laughs> no, don't do it right. It, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, but it doesn't do anything for yeah. me besides it just show me something cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, Scott Snyder is a good, uh, good example of this in his comic books. He will stay on three pages in like 12 panels yeah. in the same exact scene. And there's just so dialogue. much dialogue. Yeah. And it's getting you immersed in what this character is feeling. You get the context. Yeah, you get context. <laughs> but he hasn't gone anywhere. So people are like pacing. It's not moving the story along. No, but I'm, I'm getting depth. I'm not moving yeah. forward. I'm going down. Yeah. I'm getting depth right now. And it didn't even have that. So with that pacing... The dialogue, the screenwriter player, and I don't get it because David S. Goyer worked with Nolan on all the previous Batman films, and they were really good. But Goyer also penned BVS, and I was like, where the hell did you go? That was my point. I think point he was tapped because I think Goyer needs to take a long break from superhero movies. Or yeah, maybe he, he did the rewrites. Break. I liked his Dracula run on HBO, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, not Dracula. Um, uh, uh, da Vinci. Da Vinci? Da Vinci. Okay. It was really good, actually. Uh, okay, so that was, my, that was one point. Two. I thought it was god-awful because I saw a better Batman-Superman story in the animated series. <laughs> yeah. Right? When Joker's like, I will take him. goes to Lex, like, I'll take him out and do all these things. And then Batman tracks him, and then they go back. I saw a way better fight. I saw a way better everything and contextualized. Like, you're talking about the Bruce Tim? Like, yeah, Bruce hell yeah. Tim? Bruce Tim, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, world's, was, uh, the, the, um, world's Finest. The World's Finest, yeah. World's yeah, Finest. Bruce, like, Bruce Tim was my... my Preteens. Like, oh yeah, that was it. Like that was, <laughs> I loved it. It was ruled by Bruce Tim. It was like, so good. Batman anime series, um, Superman anime series. Justice so those are my League. two points about the movie. Yeah. Um, my two my my rating on it. One, my rating will give that that Batman scene it was cool. That Batman scene was really cool. And two, I'm drinking, so I forgot. But I know there's another point. Wonder Woman. Was, she was cool. No, I mean she was cool. She was cool, cool. but, she, was cool, but she doesn't good. give me a full point. She gives me a point five. So um, I wow. forgot, there was another point. There was another point that I had. I forgot what it was. So I give that point, uh, that film, a two point five. Well, that's even lower than me. Yeah, that's god awful. I really hate that film. I, well, I think it's god awful. I think though, like even though we were talking about production and production value that doesn't even hit the bar, it has in a certain extent and amount in the movie. Like a Warner Brothers movie is not going to come out looking like a handheld camera. You know, it has a certain amount of production quality, but not. I don't know about two point five. That's real low. <laughs> it, was, it was bad. Batman shooting people with AK, like AKs. He did AR. kill people. Yeah. He's shooting people left and right, and Martha and <laughs> Godly son of a gun. Hey, at least Suicide Squad will be fast. If you want to see what they should have done? Look up the one shot in the back yeah. bonus material of the New Frontier graphic novel. That's what they should have done. I agree. Oh yeah. Okay, I, so we're gonna go through Suicide Squad, quick. but we're gonna do Suicide Squad like. Extremely yeah, quick. Readers Digest and then rating go around because it has nothing to do with Justice League. Yeah. It has nothing to do with Justice League. So, uh, Suicide Squad. Uh, Readers Digest, a paragraph, so three to five sentences. Uh, largely forgettable at this point. I'm about time. to drink this Kahlua. <laughs> um, like straight. I, I enjoyed yeah. it when I was watching it, uh, mainly because maybe I didn't have anything like super invested in that movie. I, I, I was just kind of like, let's see what they do. Um, the aspects I liked about it were like Deadshot. I thought Will Smith did a good job with Deadshot. Um, 
Margot. Oh yeah, Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah. God. Um, <laughs> right? I'm drinking Kahlua straight from the bottle. <laughs> to me, um, oh, no, have it'll, a beer. It gets me. It gets me. Um, I six. I, you know, oh, yeah, it's not horrible. It's, yeah, it's it, it, it entertained me. It, I mean, I my bar was, you know, pretty low for Suicide Squad. Just. Yeah. Just because it was, you know, it's. I think it's that's why a, Danny gave two point five for Batman vs Superman. Yeah. Was that that bar could have been? Yeah. Way oh, yeah, there's so much here. In Suicide there. Squad, it was like really honestly, if we get these six people on screen together, that's tight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, for for such an obscure property, yeah. I was really surprised that they even decided to make yeah. Suicide Squad ahead of other more popular properties that's, at DC. Yeah. DC, I think, again with the, so many balls in the air, they're like, we got Margot Robbie, we just got to use her right or now. Guardians yeah. catch up. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was wondering this was the Guardians. You know, and the 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 biggest thing once again out of that movie completely CG'd villain that was mm-hmm. probably the worst villain in mm-hmm. in DC cinematic history because I don't even know what his name was I just I want to say Diablo mm-hmm. but that was the dude that took that was him out. the Enchantress's brother Enchantress's yeah. brother yeah we'll go with that what? Matt um, a couple things wrong with it uh, the actual two the last two thirds of the movie where they're actually on the mission I thought it was fine um, the first third of the movie is shot and edited completely different from the second two thirds, so that really threw me off. It's like almost like two different movies. Yeah, you know like, that's when they went back and were like, "We got to make this yeah. like Guardians." Like, there's the scene where the two suits are sitting with Amanda Waller at the dinner table, and it's like quack, quack, quick, fast cuts back and forth for the conversation, mm-hmm. and none of the rest of the movies like that. Even when they're like introducing all the characters, like the gun range and stuff, like it's really quick edits and fast pacing. The rest of the movies not really like that. Um, but the actual part with like the Joker and they're all doing it on the mission that was fine. It was oh, like I forgot Joker was in that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Golly! And but like that was fine. It was just that was what the movie was. So it is what it is. Um, the ending kind of threw me in for a loop real quick because it's like if this is post BVS and the world's about to blow up from Enchantress bringing down the sky, why isn't any superhero showing yeah. up? Why is there no one? Yeah, Man, Batman, Superman. One of them would have shown up. Like it from the last movie. So anyway, one of them can be there yeah. <laughs> instantly. Yeah. yeah. So a few plot holes, like few production things going on in the beginning, but it was just like, eh. I'll give it a six. It was the fast food of the DC. Yeah. Movies. It was just it, it exists. Yeah. Mm. So uh, I'll so. jump right in and I'll say I'm going to put it on a six and a half because there was enjoy enjoyment. You guys are saying this movie is above average. It was okay. Six oh, is okay. God. I mean, every movie I watch is a superhero movie. Like, I barely even see other movies <laughs> anymore. Or Star Wars. Or, or Star, Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just nerd culture, which is why <laughs> you guys let me come talk on opinioneering. Like, like, yeah, I mean, I just I barely bother with other movies anymore. Uh, so, anyway, so 6.5. I enjoyed it while I watched it. I have watched it again on HBO. Um, my And I so I wrote down in my little notes here of just like, the, when the characters interacted, that was cool. I really mm-hmm. liked Will Smith talking to Margot Robbie. I really liked uh, Jai Courtney's little bits of just yeah, being Captain like this. Boomer. Yeah, totally weird. <laughs> Captain Boomer. Yeah, just being like, I am definitely not going to be what they just tur- turned in on Flash. And yeah. just being like, whatever. So many, when when the characters really did do things with each other, I was like, this is kind of cool. And like, yeah, so what? You're being Guardians of the Galaxy. But like, everybody's got, you know, DC and Marvel are always going to have that. The next yeah. thing that Marvel turns in is going to be that's. That's Marvel's version of this yeah. in the DC universe. We have Rebirth. Well, we so that's the ebb and flow. Yeah, so whatever. Like, I mean, we all know that stuff all exists. Pretty much that yeah, way. pretty much, yeah. So, you know, for, for what they turned in as a movie, it was it was weird in the beginning. And it yeah. was, I think, I, I kind of liken it to uh, Rogue One. Right when I started watching Rogue Don't One, you in the dare. beginning of that, it was just, I was like, where, where is this movie going? I, I've met like six different characters for five seconds each. 
And then I'll, I mean, and granted, I wasn't confused in this one because I know all the supervillains and superheroes in Rogue One. I didn't know any of those characters. Okay, have you? But seen it was still, old... it was like, here's you, here's you, here's you, here's you. And I was like, when are we going to have us? Have you ever seen old classic Western movies like The Magnificent Seven, The War Wagon, stuff like that? No. Their editing is very similar to that. They introduce all those all those people, and then they bring them all together. Yeah, and then um, the with War the, Wagon with, the... with Kirk Douglas, um, Magnificent Seven with uh, Steve McQueen and Yul Brynner. They do it a the lot. Context like after yeah. the introduction, exactly. and that yeah. and that I can I, I can appreciate. But with just, with the classic rock music that they were playing, and then just the quick <laughs> snippets of like "Here, meet the team." It was like there was a this lot of sensory overload. This was yeah. hurting yes. that you were trying to do Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the the villain was you know, lights in the sky and like an undefeatable ver- villain, which mm. is what all the superhero movies have been for like the last. Four years, like Age of Ultron, and yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna sorry, I'm gonna wrap it up. But anyway, all the movies seem to be doing now. Lights are shooting up into the sky or into the ground. We already <laughs> talked about it with Man yeah. of Steel. It's like that keeps being the thing. Whatever, I don't care. It was cool watching the characters interact. It was entertaining. Six and a half. Yeah, I put it at seven. I was thoroughly entertained. Um, I don't. I didn't have any problems with the script. It looked good. I was fine. That was it, huh? All mm-hmm. right. <laughs> Um. Okay, so um, I'm gonna. I really am gonna make this one fast. Um, my rating is based off of if you guys want to just push pause right now on the uh, on the podcast, <laughs> go over to YouTube, go to Honest Trailers, go to Suicide Squad, and those are all the reasons why I can't. And the reasons why I'm giving this rating. Um, I rate stories off of two things. One, how good is it? How good is it executing original characters? i.e. the comic book world, uh, they already have a background. How, how good did they interpret it? And two, how good was that as a film? I think that was god-awful as a film. The acting was horrible. Yeah, like, acting was we got to take out her heart now! When Rick Fox, uh, Rick Flagg is like, he puts his arm on freaking Diablo's shoulder, or, uh, or Deadshot, he's like, now's our time! We need to take out her heart! I'm like, seriously? Indy, take out her heart? Like, the line execution was so good. God awful! It was just so the bad. Timing, timing, was timing was oh, horrible. Yeah. yeah, it was really bad editing. I mean, a lot of it. I actually liked the special effects in the beginning. Do 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 do. I actually thought that was quite enjoyable to me. It was sensory overload. Maybe that's just the way my ADD brain goes. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll give that movie a three point five because uh, wow. as a film, yeah. it wasn't good. But it was just it was it was below par to me. When it comes to what a good doesn't hit that quality bar. Well, I'm just looking like there's no depth. There's nothing there. Look at Man of Steel. That had depth. That went a million miles under the surface. And it's not like oh, literally too many. We have so many characters. They can't really do that. Well, Marvel did it not, but they did it with previous films. That's right. That's why DC, you're doing it wrong by just shoving it all in our face. We'll get back to that. Exactly. (laughs) Onward. Christian soldier. Okay. Um. What'd you? Oh, you said 3.5. I got 3.5. Okay. Uh, Wonder Woman, almost just as fast. Just big points. Liked about it, didn't like about it, move on. Oh, man, I don't think I had anything that I really disliked about Wonder Woman. Right? Wonder Woman was um, really good. Wonder Woman, I, I thoroughly enjoyed. Loved Gal Gadot's interpretation of the She's character. Perfect. She's loved, so beautiful. Yeah. Can we just gorgeous. mention that? Yep. Um, the Lord has surely blessed <laughs> her. She's gorgeous. Um, I love Patty and Jenkins. Trailing? Yeah, I love Patty Jenkins uh, helming the the wheel for that whole project. I love the fact that he just at first I questioned why World War One, why would you do that? As soon as I watched the film, it made perfect sense. It made me love the film even more. Um, eight and a half, yeah, nine probably. Okay, Matt, it's close to um, perfect. 
I'm going to agree with you on score real quick, then I'll give eight and a half for sure. Um, it set up tone. It set up character. It had timing, pacing, editing. There was context for all the conversations. There was character development for why they were doing what they were doing. The villain, it wasn't just like kind of your your cut and copy paste Marvel villain. Like It was actually like a villain with some background. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe not as much mm-hmm. as villains would like to be you know but i definitely feel like aries having some depth of already being a god in this presence in this world mm-hmm. not just like oh he came out of the you know the good guy's powers was made so the bad guy sprouted at the same time yeah, like right. aries has been around the block he was around before even diana so like having that depth of character and just the execution of the movie like patty jenkins just killed it with tone like it was the tone of right, it, yeah. it was just like the, the visuals and like how the movie looked and was represented was just awesome, like eight and a half. Cool, Joff. Yeah. Uh, so if we, if you are an opinioneering fan, you might have heard me talk. I am a, I'm a team up guy first and foremost. So now that I have <laughs> well, just right, seen yeah. Suicide Squad mm-hmm. and I have just seen Batman vs Superman, where I had three people, super bummed to go backwards <laughs> and watch Captain America: The First Avenger, uh, DC's version. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't take away from the movie. The movie was great. I'm going to say eight. It was totally enjoyable. It was a fun watch just timing i was so bummed that i was like all right cool we're starting to build up right so i'll wait i'll wait for this wonder woman movie really that. quick I feel so that. i mean i was just kind of let down at its You're release like timing he was cool he's dead <laughs> so he's never coming back you know it's just like there were all these things that i was like cool this is interesting heck even your sequel what the heck are you gonna do you know like this world is a one and done Did you know they gave chris pine two options what they went to chris pine and they say hey listen this is how i know and, and Justice League, they have a, a Green Lantern in there, not Hal Jordan or Kyle Rayner or Guy Gardner. Okay, so don't spoilers, bro. Whoa, yeah, yeah, Whoa. yeah. <laughs> hey, come on, come on. It was just um, they gave him two options. They said you can be the new Hal, uh, Hal Jordan, or you can be Chris or uh, Steve Trevor. Wow, one and done or franchise. And he said, "I'd rather be one and done because your movies are not on par." Totally. So he good he idea, chose Chris. He, he chose good choice, Steve Trevor. Yeah. Um, yeah, so anyway, long story short, I'm going to give it an 8. It was totally fun to watch. It was very well done. I'm glad it gets all the praise that it does. Yeah. You know, more women behind the scenes, more women in front of the scenes. Definitely. They did a great job. They've already established that. No Man's so. Land solidified that movie for me, man. When she walked <laughs> right? out, I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, No Man's Land was just oh, That was so close amazing. to a spiritual experience. <laughs> <laughs> very close. <laughs> like, I'm not even joking. It gave me – that was one of those movie moments that gives you goosebumps. Yeah. yeah. So, sorry, Roger. <laughs> Roger. Oh, good. Well, the the first time I saw it in the theaters, uh, I absolutely loved it. it. Um, I'll get there. <laughs> uh, it, walking down to the first time, I absolutely loved it. It was it was it was a nine. Uh, the next day when I saw it again, um, you know, half of my nitpicks went away, mm-hmm. um, and it was a nine and a half. Uh, I saw it four times that first weekend. Wow, nice. And uh, it it stayed a nine and a half. I loved it. It's almost perfect then. Huh? I loved it. Yeah. Dang, you're perfect, man. Dang, far. Um, I, I think I need to watch it a couple more times to make my nitpicks go away. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, mean, I have yeah, very minor nitpicks. I have, like, yeah, just, I have yeah. minor nitpicks on it as well. Um, but None my, of which come to mind. My minor, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, initially, most of my nitpicks were with Aries. Mine too. And that's yeah, kind of that's where I, I'm sitting All with where those, I was just like, and then after wow, I wish she was more, like, you know, I wish she was really Aries more time. Yeah. And I wish there wasn't the bait and switch with who he was. See, I like that. I liked that Iron Man three. Uh, you're, you're Aries and you're hiding. Well, no, from because that people? was a co- that wasn't that, uh, the Iron Man three switch was a little bit different. This was this was an uh, I mean that was a two hour movie, right? An hour and let's say an hour and forty minutes was her 
automatically thinking men are alt. I love the morality of this movie. Yeah. The, how depth the story writing was is like, no, men are good. It's Aries's fault. It's someone else's fault. Oh, we're always passing the black, pa- yeah. passing the black. It's someone else's fault. It's Aries' fault. It's Aries' fault. It's Aries' fault. It's Aries' fault. But then I love the line that Aries is like, Diana, I didn't do a thing. Yeah. I just set them on their course and they did it themselves. And her realization, holy crap, Aries didn't do it. This is man. Yeah. This is man. But then she realizes through Steve Trevor, man is still worth saving. That to me gives me goosebumps. Yeah. Because it's depth. That's your so, hope. Yeah, exactly. That's your hope. That's yeah. that's everything that I wish BVS Superman and Justice League Superman was. It, it there was no depth. I mean, in, in those two films, to me. But um, but in Wonder Woman, there was so much. I like that Ares didn't come out to the end because Ares' involvement in this war was very small. Therefore, Ares' involvement in this movie should be very small. It's very reflective of the the the, the, the not the pacing the story arc of the movie Ares didn't do anything Ares just set them on their course and said do what you may and they did but Steve Trevor said you know what we are false I am part of this problem Diana it's me I am the problem but I'm gonna prove that we can go against our demons and she fights for the people that goes against their demons and that's why this movie was beautiful it was gorgeous but then for some reason she takes a century off you know like she has this realization and like but they, they address that in Justice League I guess. I think we're going to get yeah. more of that also in the sequel. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, obviously you have to reserve some of your stuff for your character uh, solo but movie. On. But I was like, I'm... so you realize you've got all this, and then like, yeah, he dies, but then you just you, you quit on everything for that one. But I'm going to put my money where my mouth the... is, Shaf, because me and you have always gone head-to-head on this, in that you say like, well, we don't know. We don't know the sequel. You know, we, have, we haven't watched the sequel yet. We don't know anything yet. And me, I always judge on what's in front of me. Stand I'm alone. Not, I'm, I'm, this is what's in front of me. I'm not like, well, maybe, here's spoilers, here's some rumors, here's what the studios are saying. No. What's right in front of me was a well-executed story. At the very end, she's saving someone diving in. Yeah. So she still stays somewhat in the um, background. But yes, I do get what you're saying. Of like, she disappears. After this re- this revelation, she should be what in Justice League they said, like, you should be. So why aren't you in front of people? Kind of a thing. That was cool, but um, it was really cool, and it kind of it, it, it completed that circle. Mm-hmm. But that's why to Wonder Woman for me is uh, an eight point five, yeah. eight eight point five, right, eight point two five actually. Uh, it's right in, in the there quarter. for me. <laughs> um, my gri- gripes on that is is not uh, comedy was really good in that movie. Actually, they actually did it very yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, comedy was very well done. I wanted to add a point to you. You're saying like tone and like the man thing, like. Throughout the whole movie, Steve Trevor's telling Diana what she can't and can't do. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to the end. She's like, man is worth saving. And, like, she's going to make that decision, not letting man or Steve make that decision for her. Right, yeah. So it yeah, just goes back to the own, whole yeah. morality issues. You know? Yeah. So no, it was, it was great. It was yeah. beautiful. It was a beautiful movie. So finally, to the meat and potatoes. Thank you guys for coming up all the way. So we have mixed <laughs> reviews in the middle. We really liked the, you know, Man of Steel. In the very, but and then yeah. so practically, Man of Steel and Wonder Woman are high on our lists. In the middle, DC got muddy, <laughs> but now we're going into Justice League. Now we're going into this team of DC's huge vision of what this team should look like. And again, I'm I'm gonna say it like I said like ten minutes ago. This is it. Like they're like like this is it, guys. This is the movie we've all been waiting for. That's my review. Not sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So, Johnny, what did you think about Justice Johnny. League? Johnny. Jonathan, twice, I'm drinking <laughs> straight from the bottle, people. Kahlua, because we're out of vodka. Uh, I loved it. Um, 
part of it was, you know, being a kid and watching the cartoon and stuff. I had been waiting for them to get all these characters on screen. And I think the real strength of the movie is the relationship between the characters, the execution of the material that they gave the actors to work with all with each other. That That's what solidified it to me. Um, so there, it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But for what it was, I, I left the movie friggin' happy. You know, yeah, I was stoked, dude. And here's the other thing: I took my mom to go see it because she liked Wonder Woman a lot. So she's like, "All right, Diana's in it because she's a fan of the the '70s Wonder Woman uh, with Linda Carter." Linda Carter, yeah. So she she thinks uh, um, Gal Gadot is uh, a worthy heir. Fantastic! Well, hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so um, she's like, "Well, if she's in that, I'll go see that." And my mom loved it, mm-hmm. dude. If you don't, if I don't have to like, if my mom's not leaning over through the movie, going like, "What's going on? What's going on? What's going on?" I know it's a pretty good movie in terms of. Entertainment value. Entertainment yeah. value, you know, not... For a general audience. For, yeah, for let a general alone, audience, let alone, let alone a nerd. Audience. Yeah. You know? So, at no point did my mom ever really... Qu- she she asked me one question. She's like, okay, tell me more about this Steppenwolf guy. I bet that's, that was, yeah. that was that it. Question. Once I explained, like, that's a big chunk of DC lore. He's from, like, you know, outer space, you know, different different planet. Apocalypse. Op- apocalypse, all that stuff. She's like, okay. You know, and that was that was it. That's all she needed. Um, but she, she, she absolutely, like, thought... Flash was adorable, I think mm-hmm. is what her words were. Um, I thought Flash was funny. Um, I love I, Flash. I got to yeah. do an opinioneering episode with Danny about this so we can just mm. go. <laughs> I, abs- I absolutely love Flash this yeah. movie. I don't care. Call him Barry, call him Wally, call him Bill mm. for all I care. I don't call care. Call him Jewish boy. It's, you know, DC has a multiverse. Mm. And uh, <laughs> and this is this is you know, a young Barry Allen from the DC extended universe. And Ezra Miller was fantastic. He was, he stole the show in every scene that he was in. Yeah. And if you're stuck on, if you're stuck on, that's not Barry. Barry wouldn't do that. Barry wouldn't, you no, know, I just crack think he's that joke. Not Barry. good actor was annoying. Dude. Oh, you don't think man. Ezra Miller's good? No. Have he you ever was heard? Good. He was really Here's what I say, like, with a lot of the, the, we have. But yes, that's, that is one of my Watch the Stanford Prison Roger, Experiment. Like, I've never seen Barry like so that good. in any comic book adaptation, but, anywhere, but anytime, on. anyplace. I've hang never on. seen This that. is what I've told a couple of people that have said that about Barry specifically is you have three characters that are pretty well established already in their in Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Barely. They've been they've been doing <laughs> some stuff did you already. See the, did you hear the ratings everyone so. gave those films? Those was bad. On BBS, when you're like, Who, they did some pretty good preliminary. Like, we no, 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 thing, no, no. Like, the, the characters as they exist. Oh, oh, as they exist in, in a, 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 well, yeah, yeah, their roles as oh, they're part of this okay, team. Okay, you okay, know, you I have, this guy. But you have three new characters who are finding their footing as heroes in this movie. That's essentially like a soft origin for three characters that are going to launch their solo movies. Because by the end of this, we see Barry Allen starting to take the steps towards becoming the Barry we know. We see... Uh, Arthur Curry starting to take the steps to become the Arthur we know. We see by the end of this the cyborg that we're familiar with from the comics. Everything was like a soft origin for those three characters in in this. That's how I looked at it. That's how I took it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and for me, I thought those three characters were the best uh, characters in the movie. Totally. I mean, I want. I was just begging for more from each of those guys, and obviously Cyborg. that's your goal. Is like, hey, now so you wanted that much <laughs> from these guys? Go watch their solo movies. And I'm like, well, I'm already there. You're, you're selling to a guy who's buying anyway. But like, okay, yeah. cool. The Cyborg. I have mentioned this to everybody that came into the shop today and talked to me about Justice League. This this guy, who's the actor that played Ray him? Fisher? Ray Fisher. Ray Fisher. Ninety five percent of him is CGI. 
he's got half a face to work with in in portraying Cyborg, and oh, yeah. he nailed it in every scene that he was in. I I would be so down for a feature length cyborg movie oh, tomorrow. Oh hell yeah! Before we even started recording, um, I love what they that. did with him. I thought he was he was really strong. Um, uh, Jason Momoa, cool. Yeah, <laughs> just you know? cool though. I yeah. there's I mean I if I don't know if we're taking turns to get around here for me. Right. I think it's it just, just discussion time. Just going. Yeah, so okay. Jason Momoa. I was oh, just wait. like I really <laughs> wish that we had some. He's just. He is just a B, you know. I, like so, Superman is your A plus, your S tier, you know, whatever kind of thing you want to liken it to. Your fighting games, your S tier, your you know, Superman obviously is going to slaughter everybody, and then just a little bit behind him is Wonder Woman. And then it was like, so I guess Aquaman is just like pretty strong. He's super strength. He's yeah, got he's got some super strength, Aquaman but he's not fifty two. He's not hanging on the same level. Um, although he did, he and Diana held down Steppenwolf pretty yeah. decently. No, One of the things but it was, is, he never fully strong, controlled right? water. He never really threw anything huge. I was just like, "What are you special? Is it that you just are invulnerable? Like, and thank God, I think. And I just, I don't know. I wanted so much more of him. And in, yes, in the movie, you know, just wet our palate. Go watch yeah. another movie, but because I wanted to like him the very most, and right. I was just so happy with here? what I. In all the previous films, like they were just giving it as a taste for the next film. And then the next film comes. Uh, they're just giving us a taste for yeah, the next Yeah, because DC has film. got all their juggling balls up in the air, and they don't know but how to But that's the thing, is that they're but not giving us anything but just, just it's 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 the breadcrumbs and the witch. I disagree. I, I was thoroughly satisfied with with Flash, Cyborg, yeah, and, me too. and Aquaman. I didn't think it was just a taste. I was like, wow, that's a really killer introduction for these guys. Yeah. I wanted um, more from Aquaman. The other two guys, I really liked... I really liked uh, Victor Stone, Cyborg. I really liked Flash. Aquaman, I just was like, I, I wanted to see him. Ha- you know, even that one scene when all the water's coming down, like, he didn't even stop that. I was like, Aquaman, what what do you do, well, man? He's, he's not aquakinetic. He, that's Mira's aquakinetic. Yeah, he's he just, he didn't show me anything that was like, I super belong here, other than like, I am another metahuman. And so I was like, I wanted more from Aquaman, but then, you know, then I'm, I'm grading this off of expectations or my own desires. So it's like it's not truly a knock. It's more of just like, well, I wanted Aquaman to be at least as good as Diana. And he fought Steppenwolf at the end, and for me that really elevates him a lot. And like, you really one, did hold down the fort. one of the things that I but, really loved about Justice League, apart from the other team-up movies that we saw. For the first time, we actually saw the main characters fight the main villain together. Yes, because that never happened yeah, in Avengers, it. that never happened in Age of Ultron, that didn't happen in Suicide Squad, really. A little bit in Guardians towards the end. A little end, bit yeah. in Guardians, but, but they yeah, all held hands. But yeah, nobody punched Ronan, you know. Yeah, they all held hands. Drax got yeah. picked up and they thrown. They were all there, but there was, like, was no fighting. Hang. But yeah. we actually got a legitimate comic book fight. Yeah. Similar to what we had in Jeff Johns's origin when the league took on uh, Darkseid. Yeah. I wanna... They actually all traded blows with Steppenwolf at one point or another. But I, think I want to piggyback flash, that. Flash I, re- I really, oh, yeah. Flash was still yeah I, so, but this is really cool, and this is what I want to piggyback. Is I really liked in my notes here. I wrote team dynamic. Is that there are guys who just kind of accepted the role. Flash accepted, like, yeah, I'm not punching anybody in the face. Like that's just not my skill set. And Save it was like person. in in the Avengers movie. I was talking about this with my friends after as we were leaving the movie. In the Avengers movie. And all these movies, obviously, you have to create the cannon fodder. Everybody's got something to do. I don't even care that that's a silly plot device anymore. Like, yes, give me cannon fodder. I want everybody to have their action yeah. scenes. Um, so in this one, it was like Flash went, yeah, my job is cannon fodder. Your job is Steppenwolf. Your job is Steppenwolf. Your job is take mother boxes apart. Like, it was really a team. It was like, dude, I'm not even expected to be anywhere near Steppenwolf. That is yeah. not my game. 
And it was I just really liked it because they established the hierarchy, and I think that's what's the coolest part about the Justice League compared to the Avengers and me being a Marvel fan. I feel like that's kind of big for me to admit is it's just like in Justice League and in DC Comics, they've accepted like, dude, the Trinity, that's, you know, that you need that. You need a Batman, you need a Superman, you need a Wonder Woman, and they've got that established job as the heavy hitters, the people who carry the weight, the guy who makes the... You know, makes the plans, and then everybody else is like, "I've got, yeah, give me my task." Yeah. Um. So I thought that that was very cool. It wasn't, you know, like everybody knows Hawkeye and Black Widow don't do the same amount of stuff, but we sort of pretend like they're as as important as Thor or Hulk. And it was yeah. like, you know, that that's not the case. And in this movie, they kind of displayed that, where it's like, dude, Flash isn't even pretending his. Is he important. admits it. Yeah. He, okay, I'm not well, here for battle. He has another job, which you could say is even but more important. He, can, he saves civilians, he, and that's huge. But he can get back up from a big old punch. Like, come on. Here's yeah. here's my biggest <laughs> gripe. Here's my. This I can sum it up in all this. Behind you, Shaf, there is a wall full of singles of all the characters that we've known and loved since we were children. Jonathan, before yep. b- right behind you. <laughs> is all pay- trade paperbacks and hardcovers of the characters that we know and love. Now, there is a common denominator between all the Batman stories. Pra- practically, there's these offshoot stories, Batman Leatherwing, Batman uh, gas, la- gas Lamp, but even so, the motive, the motifs, and the themes of the characters are all the same. And that's why we know and love these characters. Now, in this movie, I didn't see those. This <laughs> wall of stories and that wall of stories... Don't execute the themes, motifs, motives of the characters in the movie. So that's why my biggest gripe with Spider-Man was is that when you take the main motivation away from the from the from the hero, it changes the character. And I think, and this is again, I respect every single person at this table and their thought process. I don't think of you any differently. This is just me. I think DC fans, what you said, you hit it the nail on the head, Jonathan, when you said, I didn't want to hate this movie. And I think DC has done such a horrible job in the last three years of executing the movies, minus Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Horrible job in execute, like of non-executing their movies that they have diluted your people's palates to the place where they'll say, F it, it was good, I, I, I'm done, I'm done, I'm, I'm, I've worn down, it's okay, because they don't do that. I'll but disagree touched these, on this I, a little bit. I'll disagree, uh, you know, I, I disagree with that because I still know what a good movie is. Well, I can no, still, I, you know, we're not talking I, about movies. We're just talking about characters. Bruce yeah. is not a grade A idiot. In this movie, yeah. Bruce was an idiot. <laughs> okay, he was. I don't, this, I don't no, know no, if I'd say Bruce idiot, but idiot. he was. There were like there was more comedy in Bruce and more. It's not like, just comedy. He was an idiot. You know, it was like what they he, what did you do on his Batman here? They yeah. missed yeah. on his character. Okay, this, that's a nitpick. Okay, because I often said coming into this, Bruce should be the straight man that all the jokes are played off of. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't yes. be cracking jokes. Right. So I'll I'll give you that one, but the. It still made me laugh. No, it still did, but hold on. Bruce is not a grade A idiot. Barry is not an ADHD ad- an adolescent kid that that is just a, it's, it's a freak. That's not Barry. Arthur is not a surfer talking. He is the king of Atlantis. He deserves respect and he's he talks not, like royalty. But he's, he's not, not the king of Atlantis yet. yet. And yeah. Barry but it doesn't is matter. a teenager. He knows that. Now. He knows that he's not. But, but he's skirting he, his responsibility. But he's not like something but, has caused him to to walk away from that and not want to shoulder that burden. Right, but even when that dialogue with Mira, he's like, that's not my life. But he knows that he still is. He's like, this is my mother. He knows his past. And it just deters from everything that we know from this wall, from that wall. And every single character. He's not a surfer. My man! That's what I'm talking about. Yo! That is not Arthur Curry. 
That is not. I dug it though. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. I think we've got to a place like uh, screw it, screw it's it. Not, it's I not so it. much a screw, screw it. it. It was just I don't. I couldn't see them playing out. You know what we got right now in the comics and having it work without it being a little bland on his character. Yeah, these guys could, haven't but, had their first movies yet. You know, yeah. this, then is, do this is their this is a things, soft then origin. do origins. Then do Jeff Johns' origins. They don't need that was a fresh take. Roger and I were talking about this last week. Their storyboard is done for you, bro. The dialogue. I literally was walking through my, my son. He's four years old. Before I came here, I was looking at my comic book collection and I have the origins that has the DVD in the background, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the, in, in the, in the in back the panel, in the book, in the book. And my son's like, Daddy, what's that? Oh, that's a story about oh, who, who are those characters? And he named all the characters for me. I opened it up to one page randomly. And Hal is talking to Batman saying, damn it, I need to do this. And he's like, no, your arm is broken. I'll fix it. The ring is fine. It doesn't matter what if my arm is like this. My ring is fine. The dialogue spears forward what each character is. I can go to any page in Origins and show more depth than two minutes of that movie. Or than two hours, excuse me, two hours of that movie. Because I really believe this. I don't want these characters to suck. I love them my children are named after them for Pete's sake but I think that we have made our palate has gotten to the place that we've just been given so much salt that's like screw it this tastes good F it if this is what you're going to give me I'll swallow it but well, me here's what I wanted to piggyback off of in a, a second ago was we were just talking about Christopher Nolan made these movies that are too damn good so now we needed to water it down for a second then do order so we can make an, so then we can turn in an average movie and then, and then people will be like Let's okay see, at least it was an average movie thank you yeah, I mean this, it was that, this is a me. totally different podcast, but I'm not a big fan of Nolan's movies. I think that movies in general you know, or his Batman. His uh his movies in general. Well, oh. no, the the three Batman movies. Oh, okay, okay. Just the Batman movies for a couple of reasons. One, I mean they did they went for this hyper realistic take on if Batman was really in the real world. Um look, I love Heath Ledger's Joker as, as much as the next guy and and uh, you know all three movies, you know, they're good, but I don't want my Batman fighting in, in the daytime. bright yeah. sunshine. I mean, on a personal you know, level, driving the Batmobile, you know, down to Wall Street. And, <laughs> and yeah, fighting on a personal guys. level, those are not my favorite things either. But I just, you know, the world changed at Dark Knight. You know, like it was like, well, superhero movies are are real movies. They can be good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I so for the for the general audience, for the layman's, for you know whatever we want to say, like the the Christopher Nolan movies really set precedence of what it was to turn in a superhero movie. And so I, I'm uh, I'm using those as kind of yeah. as kind of yeah. my bar. But me personally, like totally not my favorites. They're very cool. They're good. They're fun. Um, and I never, but ever, yeah, no, no. ever, ever want to hear Christian Bale. Voice Batman. <laughs> yeah. Where are the drugs? <laughs> Ever again. Ben, ben Affleck's Batman doesn't sound bad. Like I, I like it. Because well, I, I use like an actual voice yeah. changer. Yeah, for him, and which that's is, smart. Yeah, it's fun. But, I get. Okay, okay, Roger. I'm keep doing that. No, it's okay. I'm drinking. Um, I think Danny. I think the thing is, is I think that, I think that it's almost just the opposite for you. I think that you want. It's. It's not that. I think that other DC fans. Uh, you know, have given up and thrown because I'm look. I'm I'm gonna judge each movie independently too, and I'm gonna you know just like we do with the comics. I'm gonna tell it like it is. But I think that I think that you're more frustrated than most people at this point, and that's why I think I think that you know you if you can when you continue to get movies like this that that don't live up to the stories and the comics that you respect, then. Uh, 
it's going to amplify the amount of pain that you feel watching the movie. Yeah, most okay? definitely. Because with this one, with this movie, because I'll say like this. I'll go, Jonathan, your mom, okay, Teresa. Teresa thought it was better than Wonder Woman, but she has a different metric. She's more like you, Shuff. She she likes the ensemble movies, mm-hmm. you know, and she's like, give there's me a, a certain give amount me, of fun. Give me that Guardians, brings. give me Suicide yeah. Squad, give me uh, Avengers, give me Justice League. I want to see the characters play off of each other. I don't want to have to focus on one person's story all the time. She really liked this movie. She liked it. She liked it a lot better than I did. Um, for me, I, you know, it 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 it's almost reminiscent of of BVS in one aspect and it's that I you know I like this movie there's a there's a lot of potential I thought it was a good movie not a great movie but it was decisions that they made in the script writing that that just really frustrated me one big one one minor one and and I think this goes back to your point about you know the source material look when Zack Snyder came in he did he did Frank Miller's 300 and he did uh, Alan Moore's Watchmen. And he is only going to get to have so much uh, latitude in playing in those sandboxes. Because, DC, you know, DC's like, no. And then after he did such a killer job with those movies, he's given he's given the keys to the kingdom, you know. And in doing that, I think that what he wanted, I think one of the things that motivated him was to have something that's his own. Not something that's that's scripted by somebody else, and unfortunately, the dude's—he's not a scribe. Okay, visually, he can make some some amazing you know scenes come to life, mm-hmm. but he's not a scribe. I don't know he, if he fully grasps what it takes to create a story. Yeah, you know, from start to end, and that's why it feels like a piecemeal, you know, set of scenes that you know, can be, you know, botched. There's just one, something that I wanted to just add. I just like had an epiphany about it is like when you're talking about Snyder's earlier works with 300 and Watchmen is that he was dealing in, like you said, dealing with these sandboxes, but that are, that are closed already. You know, they're, they're not ongoing. The Watchmen was done. So there is a very clear beginning, middle and end to this thing. And 300 is done. And there was a very clear beginning, middle and end. So he knew that there wasn't like, I need to keep it somewhat open-ended so somebody else can continue it. I think he's struggling with these projects where it's like, it's got to just keep going because who knows how many of these movies that we're going to make. So he did a good job with these ones where it was like, this is how it ends. You know, like somebody already told you how it's supposed to end. And with your movies, obviously you get to decide how they end, but at the same time there needs to be time for, because we're making sequels. These are franchises. I'm just glad that Joss Whedon took over when he did. Because let's face it, he had seven months. Joss Whedon had seven months to do what he wanted because of the tragedy that Again, that happened to the Snyder family. He did three months of reshoots. Three months of reshoots. Reshoots take two to three weeks. That was equal to the amount of filming they did, principal-wise. Yes. He practically could have made his own freaking film. And then I I I will give him props that I said directed by Zack Snyder. Joss Whedon. Screenplay. in, In my head, he only put screenplay in there. In my head, does he know that he's like, I don't want to be attached to this thing. Because he could have done that. He was, oh, the it was director. It was his choice for credits. Yes. It was his choice for credits. Mm-hmm. He could have done that. But what no, film would so. we have gotten? What film would have we gotten if it was just Zack Snyder? No, look, I, I think look, it it felt like a Zack Snyder movie. And Whedon, when he took over, I think I think just out of consideration for for what Snyder had been through mm-hmm. and where he was at, uh, I think it was important 
to Joss for it to feel like a Snyder movie. So to do three months of reshoots um, and still have it come out feeling like a Zack Snyder movie, that's kind of a credit to Whedon, too. Right, that's props, but I think Whedon, because he put himself in the screenplay, he changed some of the character things. I'm just He wrote half of the reshoots. If we didn't get those reshoots... He had worked on the script before the reshoots, oh though. He was tapped wrong. Yeah, that's but, why... Snyder brought in Whedon to take right. over. But most of the sheen- scenes that were in the reshoots, he wrote himself. They weren't co-written. I'm just saying that yeah. that Joss mm. Whedon, I mean, they, they released some footage from when mm. Zach was still in charge. And uh, the color palettes were different. The scenes that they... Oh, you look at the first trailer. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally muted, different. Muted colors, Muted colors, like totally different. Music in the background. One of them is, come together right now. That one. And oh, that was yeah. really that cover, good. That cover was great, uh, man. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm not uh, saying that was bad. I'm saying that was great. But yeah. then you see Josh Whedon's cover. It's like, we could be heroes forever another. The Elton John song. It was a different aspect. It was a different feel of like, we can do this. We are heroes. We It, it, it rallied behind your heroes. This one's like, yeah. <laughs> like freaking a! You didn't make your uh, your gripes. You're majoring your minor. I know. Are, are we there yet? Oh, I thought Goodness that's where gracious. you were going. Okay, I you know, yeah. I'll run through this real quick because we've talked a little bit about what I liked. I mean, I thought the the characters, Cyborg, Flash, Aquaman were great. I thought Wonder Woman was good. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, not quite as good as as in Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. uh, her own movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, I I love. Henry Cavill as Superman. I love um, Henry Cavill as Superman in this a lot. I, for, I set aside the CGI lip, you know. He had a CGI lip. I'm not. He I know, had a full I beard when oh, he came back right, for reshoots. That's right, that's right. They had from to Mission edit Six. out his. But his um, beard. well, I'm gonna get to that. Batman. <laughs> uh, you know, I I was on board with Affleck. I I, I like the the concept of having Affleck as Batman. I think he'd make a great Batman. Um, I kind of felt like Affleck was phoning it in a little bit. I heard. I've I've heard that the uh, reason he never took his suit off is he could not get into shape for the film. Wow, he never took his suit off. Funny thing is, is he's still bigger guy, but that suit's squeezing him. I don't. know. But at the end, when when you see Affleck next to Cavill, Affleck's not a huge guy. He's like a teeny. You know, it's not like trying to stuff me in a suit. They're about you know, the same size. Like. Uh, they're, yeah, he, he's, Shoulder a, size, he's a but great not looking. He's a great looking uh, Bruce. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll but my problem was was with the costuming with Batman. He, dude, I I mean they could have put me in there. I could have doubled for him. You know. <laughs> right. He he was thick. I don't I don't yeah. know how how he got around. I mean he was so so buffed up. Yeah. In, he in didn't look suit. agile. He, he was yeah. no. He didn't look agile. He was like twice his size. I mean, I expect him to turn around and start calling Superman Professor or Brotata Chip, you know? <laughs> uh, but I agree with you that he phoned it in. Like, even his acting, the lines, even with Diana, like, well, Diana, what about Steve Trevor? Looks like we're not getting the band back together. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, goodness gracious, like, the acting <laughs> on Ben Affleck's, like, he's a good actor. Yeah. He really is. Yeah. And I think he did good in BVS. This is definitely a step backwards. Because he filmed this yeah, after BBS, BBS, after people are, you know, like, he was filming BBS. He wants, to, he wants so bad to get away from yeah. this. Oh, yeah, he does. He wants it. I, I think it was... Because he knows it's a burning ship. He wanted... <laughs> oh, no, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, I wouldn't I would go I that think far he's either. tired. I, I don't think he likes the spotlight. I don't think he likes His the life criticism. is also in shambles right I don't now. Think right now, especially the Harvey Weinstein thing. Weinstein thing, he, I mean, he and Jennifer Garner have split up. Like, Affleck's not in a good place. And that's why, you know, they were saying, like, or... So I... He's not in shape for the film. That's yeah, why he if, never if took he, the suit off. That's why he looks huge. 
if he wants to bow out, let him bow out and find somebody who will own. There are some Batman. serious rumors of that happening. Jake Gyllenhaal. That mm-hmm. they're going to tap Jake Gyllenhaal. That would be him. awesome. I think he'd be a better Nightwing man. And and what they're saying is is that it's not going to be a reboot. It's just going to be Affleck's gone. This is Batman, and they're just not going to acknowledge it. I mean, (laughs) Batman's already done. You know, it was Kilmer. That'd be totally better if it would be like a Nightwing thing. He would be a great Nightwing. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. I like Ian Summerholder. But these are let me let me yeah sorry I'm gonna take I'm gonna take two minutes I'm yeah, gonna yeah, run sorry. down uh, usually in the shop this takes about twenty minutes or in the case of like when Christian DePaz came in today it took me an hour <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try and keep it keep it uh, pretty quick I have a little um, notes. all right yeah, my my right. minor gripe okay there's really really two gripes that I have my minor gripe was the Amazon scene at the beginning when Steppenwolf comes yeah, in I thought uh, it I thought it diminished what and who the Amazons are. And having them, you know, on an island, on, you know, Themyscira, where nobody's getting off the island, why are you going to write a scene? And both of these have to do with scripting. Why are you going to write a a scene where they're basically playing hot potato with a mother box <laughs> and you for as long as they arrow, can. And then you shoot. Okay. The I thought arrow. about this after. You, what the? Hell it was a cool scene that? though. We talked about it. Yeah. Because my th- my thinking is with writing that scene is we're trying to keep it away because obviously he could pour it away as soon as he got it. I think the Amazon thought process was we got to kill it, but we got to keep it away from him so he doesn't get away while we're trying to fight him. I think that was the thought process. Just right. Poorly executed. Right. But they're shooting him with little wooden <laughs> bows. <laughs> Right, yeah, yeah. and That's I so and stupid. what I've told everybody in the shop, and I, and and I'll stick by this, and I, I think it's I think it's a writing mistake. I think if you wanted to really kind of elevate the Amazons in general, then what you do is you have you have, um, you know these these warrior guards that stand watch over the the mother box, and they have generationally for centuries Amazon Team have Six a group exactly. <laughs> And then yeah, it would have been, that's a really rough <laughs> and cool idea. And then, yeah, where's so your uh, what? What's the the woman who was in uh, Valkyrie? The another no, Kevin Spacey TV show House of Cards. Oh, the uh, Hippolyta's sister from yeah. the first oh, Aaron Wright. Like, the Valkyries and Thor. yeah, yeah whatever. Robin Princess Wright. Buttercup. Robin, Robin Wright. Yeah, Robin whatever Wright. her character. You know, like her that's crew. Who are her homies? And they would have held that. I down. would have rather seen. <laughs> they're like, oh, the mother box is opening. Okay, so let's go into the armory. Okay, go into that. Let's the, grab the, the God Killer sword the that unfortunately Diana Amazon <laughs> armory, right? But have them have have them have mystical armor. Yeah, true okay? preparation. I mean, they had some mystical stuff that went to Diana. I'm sure that wasn't all they have. You can you can write it so well, that that Hephaestus wasn't all they makes have. Makes all your crap, but you can and have a lot Zeus, of that. Zeus has thrown down with this guy actually before. Right. Why is he not imparting more weapons to deal with this again? So right, because they could, they could have set him up. You know, a thousand years ago, with the stuff that they needed to defend it, mm-hmm. uh, have mystical armor, mystical weapons. You just go through, you know, a 30, 45 second montage of the Amazon suiting up, like, you know, and then when Steppenwolf comes down, you know, or just before, you have Hippolyta say, All right, clear the room. And they go out, they, you know, Knock bust down the those walls. Yeah. Which was, and, I, you know, so that, cool you know, and in a way that they don't get squished, you know? Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, and you're then, just sacrificing them and all. And then spend exactly. two or three minutes throwing down inside this chamber with, 
with Steppenwolf. Yeah, I think just epic fight scene within this pyramid. That for me, cool. this was this was definitely a Steppenwolf scene because we'd already established the Amazons, and it was like, look how badass Steppenwolf yeah, but is. Yeah, Amazons he's step fighting backwards in this. The, scene. Yeah, unfortunately, and and I think that that was because you didn't have Patty Jenkins help you film that scene. I mean, or maybe they yeah. did. I don't know. But my assumption is Patty Jenkins didn't help you film that scene. And also notice how nobody ever talked underwater. They're like, James Wan, we're going to let you figure out how you're going to make conversing underwater happen. We're not even going to try it. We're leaving that all up that to you. But I think there, there were the two scenes with the, him just dominating the Atlanteans and Mera and dominating. He didn't dominate anyone. There were two was, Atlanteans and Mera. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> so anyway, it was supposed to be, those were Steppenwolf shining moments of like, look how badass this guy is. And I thought the Amazon scene was still pretty cool. You know, they were very like, very, you know, quick moving and they obviously had plans and then they like, it very was... quick witted and they were like, I'm going to wrap this around that and I'm just going to shoot it to her so she can get it. And you're just so like, d- like, come on, Sean. It, it but was, like, if you on, were like, trying like, to not let I that guy, that, if though. you were not going to let that guy like, get that thing, that was yeah. you just digging down deep of like, what can I do now? Shit, I'll just shoot this as an arrow because yeah. you know, like this it was seven just it's so selfless. Gonna carry this mother. That's how strong they are. Because they've got, yeah. because they've don't got, yell, yeah, they've, don't yell. they have, oh, right. they have they wicked strength. Them. They've probably got crazy great bows. You know, like they just there is all this stuff, and it, you know, I I like it because it's just, you know, we were talking about a little bit a while ago with uh, the comic books and like how you write a good fight scene. Is these were these were women who were just like panicking of like how do we make sure this guy doesn't get this thing like. What a crazy cool idea. You didn't shoot him with that arrow. You wrapped that arrow around your box and you launched it to get it to her. And, like, you were a good enough shot that it got to her. And then now she's holding it. And, like, it's a very cool tit for tat of just, like, not here, not there. You don't have it anymore. I, You don't have it anymore. It was, I think that was a well-executed, like, scramble of, like, honestly, we don't even know what to do right now. But, obviously, he can't have this. We're gonna- a, a highly choreographed choreographed game of hot potato. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's exactly all it was. I'm, I'm going to say my last piece, and then we're going to go, Jonathan, with the rating of uh, the best and lows. Matt, you can do your notes, because I know you've been <laughs> yeah. waiting patiently over there. <laughs> my whole thing is that we saw a well-executed fight scenes and well-executed Themyscira, and in Justice League, they didn't do that. Yeah, and, the, I'm, and so like, that's the like, like you, I touched on, it me, was the girl, the, Themys- the woman who had established that realm wasn't there to help you make that scene, mm-hmm. which she should have been, and that's a strength that I think Marvel does, is that they call in. They called in Joss Whedon to be like, write that Hawkeye scene in Thor one, or come in. You know, yeah, do this. Get, if this was your world, they didn't get you seven gotta different call writers for Civil War. The Russo brothers knew yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, that was the passing of the torch of like, you guys are in charge. You know, because Whedon said at that right, point, but, like, this mean, isn't they, me. So then the Russos were like, we're the guys. Yeah, you know? exactly. So now they, what your job is is to call the Russos when you want to write your scene that includes everybody but else. But they still executed the Russos what the previous the writers did. Russo, yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, a good director will take that and be like, boom, I know exactly what you're feeling, bro. I'm right there with you. And then they execute that. What they did in Justice League is that in Wonder Woman, they executed that extremely well. So if you say, this was good, but then you look over at Justice League like, that was good too. No, it wasn't because it didn't match up to this. So therefore, that was okay and that was really good. So that, I agree with Roger. Like that, it was a hot potato. There's there different artistic tastes. You like that. Some people did. Some people didn't. Whatever. Uh, but we all, it, it's unanimous good around the table. Was, it's kind of, unanimous you know, around you're like, the table. Yeah, you're playing Wonder hot potato. Great choreography. It was excellent in that respect. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, Jonathan. Well, Roger still was going on. Oh. Like, oh, last beef, 30 seconds, uh, Pet Cemetery. No, nobody, it, comics or otherwise, anywhere, any time of day, if somebody dies, their first thought is going to be, well, let's bring them back to life. You know? That that should have never happened. Even if, even if you know, Bruce was, Great you idiot. know, off the meds and, and came up with that idea and they wanted to go try and dig up the body, it, Superman should not have been in the coffin if they were yeah. going to do that. Yeah. They, sh- they, they, 
the whole concept of, of you know using the mother box to bring him back to life really bothered me. Obviously, I mean, it didn't bother Teresa. She was like, I'm fine. Uh, Christian DePaz in the shop today. He's like, I'm fine. I didn't, I didn't bother. Yeah, that, you know, it didn't bother me because we'll it, it was short and sweet. But for me, I was like, you know, once again, you have you you could you could have taken a nod to the comics, and you know have um, have have them dig up the, the the coffin and it be empty. Bruce go to Lois and say, "What the heck?" And she's like, "Well, he's not really dead." We had a contingency plan, and he's at the Fortress of Solitude or wherever he's in. That would have been cool, too. He's in stasis. Because then my feeling there is you can still have the same thing because it's like, you know, if they go there and and they're like, oh, the timer's still got six months left. I don't think we want to wake him up yet, you know. But, oh, we have to. And then it's like getting shaken awake in, in the middle of the night. You know, you wake Superman up. He's disoriented. He's... Your brain process is not there yet. It's not firing. And and throw down. And then throw down. You could do the same thing. I just, I don't know. And and that for me, that was the one inconsistency that really bothered me. I don't think anybody's, after somebody's dead, and I understand it's comics, but after somebody's dead, especially for six months or however long it's been, your first thought process is not, hey, bring them back to life. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, I just... I thought it was I, – I just didn't have any other plan for how Superman was coming to come back to life. I just assumed at the end of the BBS he actually wasn't dead because of the whole sand thing. Right. Um, but this, you know, I – and it, it's purely in hindsight. But, like, after it has happened and I've seen it and I've digested it, I was like, that's not a bad way. I mean, yeah, Victor Stone was dead and a mother box brought him back to life. And Superman is – or Batman is sitting here dealing with all this guilt of, like, dude, I pretty much got that guy killed. Well, so, Victor Stone wasn't dead. But see, I would think but, that Bruce's, I mean, he's, Bruce's he had first a thought. face and an arm, you know, like he basically got brought back to life. It wasn't just, but I don't know. I mean, for, in, even so for Batman, he for Batman, those lines were drawn. He was like, I killed this guy. So that's constantly on his mind. And this guy's telling you, he was like, I died. And then my dad connected me with a mother box. Yeah. But so Roger's for Batman, story, he went, can I, can Roger's I do that too? That he just created. Answered it's so many questions. Wait, no, yeah, it totally agreed. Way cooler. So but in hindsight, things. for me watching that film, I was like, of all the ways to bring Superman back, not nah, I'm not the most bummed with. But come on, the explanation yeah. of how they snapped Superman like a mother out box of that brings was people just, back to life. just as Martha. Is, 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 it's another Martha. <laughs> bring Lois, man. It's Lois. Oh. She's the big guy. It's the Martha again. I'm like, are you kidding me? They're doing this again. Hmm. What are they learning from their mistakes? Oh. Same plot device. But I will. Exactly. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna backpedal just a little bit because I think that one of the things I said is comics or otherwise. But actually, in comics, there is precedence for bringing people back to life, especially in Batman's world with the Lazarus pits. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that maybe it's not as odd for him to go down that. Yeah, and I, had, I haven't really, years. I haven't really I mean, thought about that. I'm just saying yeah. that's, this that's is even Batman who like he's like I will do this. You know, like he's yeah. in Justice League Doom, the animated movie. You know, he's like I have a kryptonite bullet just in case. I've got this just in case. I've got this just in case. So when all of a sudden he realized that there is this thing that's a just in case, he goes, let's do it. You know, and like like I said, for him it was easy to connect those dots. He thinks he killed Superman. So yeah. when this guy says I got brought back to life because of this mother box, Batman, for, it was really easy for him to be like. Let me fix my and own mistake, using, and I've also got a plan on how to fix that mistake if that's a mistake. And they were still using the Kryptonian technology to do yeah. that. So. Yeah, I get that. It but was in continuity, and I think that the lines were there. I was I was happy with Why don't the we let that. Yeah, let's Matt. get Matt. Matt, you're going to say your piece, and then you're going to start the um, my notes? rating. Okay. Go your notes and rating. We're going to go um, rating after your notes. I just, first of all, what I really wanted to jump into, let me put my headphones on so I can hear. Um, 
I put fun and entertainment doesn't equate to quality. Boom. So like I know like you said Teresa and your mom and general public Me. they they had fun and it was an entertaining. I was entertained. I thought the movie was good. But that that's at it best and at worst. That doesn't equate to it being a good movie just because I had fun and was entertained. There's lots of bad movies that I like. Yeah, that's not, you know, that I'm doesn't mean I, I like, love watching awful horror movies. And yeah. If I'm happy, I, I know it's not good, but I had fun. It's, right. And it's okay Rocky to like. Horror. It's Little right. shop <laughs> And it's fine to like bad things. There's nothing wrong. Right. I like plenty of bad things, and I know they're bad. Yeah. And so that goes to my point. I'm a big advocate of saying that both Avengers movies are not good movies. They're just people beating up people and there's there's no real plot and it's just they're not bad but bam. they're not good yeah like, i mean they're good but they're not bad they're on the lower end of the marvel movies but i like there's plenty of single character movies that are better and that's just my personal opinion i don't think the avengers movies are that amazing they're just whatever well, see, but now you're 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 flipping it matt you're saying you know you can like bad stuff but then you're saying it's just an opinion you're you're taking the equality thing and then you're swapping it no, 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 no. like because you can like bad things. I don't like the Avengers. Yeah. Just, but doesn't mean I didn't have fun watching them. Yeah. I have a blast watching. I've seen both of them many times. And I watch them more than I'm going to watch. But he's just saying it doesn't equate to the definition of what makes a great film. Yeah. I have fun watching them, but I don't think they're good. Okay. I don't know. Did I get that point across? That's my problem. Is I yeah. don't. I don't mm. know what makes a good film. I only right. know what makes me happy. Right. But yeah, studied film. There's nothing wrong with that. Can, there's you can you like know, things yeah. that not necessarily yeah. on a quality scale that can slide. You know, it's like, what, I guess it's when you're mm. telling somebody else like, should I go watch it? Be like, I mean, I had a kick-ass time, right? And I know that I did. But it's not generally everybody's going to have. That's a great how Shop does when he introduced movies to me. Like, dude, I thought it was just fun, but don't go into it thinking that this is going to be. A well-rounded story. Yeah, right. All the gears are going to connect when it comes to like, like when my parents are like, "Should I go see Thor Ragnarok?" I go, "I had fun." Right. It's not beautiful because there's certain things in quality bars that make good movies, like editing and pacing and all these things we've talked about previously on the show. That's why they win awards, and that's why you don't see superhero movies winning awards really because they're not that quality and caliber of movies. Doesn't mean they're not enjoyable and you can't like them and even think that they are good to you. Like I think plenty of bad movies are good, but that's just personal taste but they're not going to set a quality bar for the standard yeah. of award-winning movies yeah. agreed yes yeah i will i will uh i have one thing that i want to say about that because yeah, yeah. i could give a crap about what's told to me as a good movie by like the academy just right. because it wins an award because i think that's a lot of back padding mm-hmm. yeah in my personal sense, we're not saying that's not saying that so, the academy in and of itself but i'm just saying, saying like when it no, wins no, 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 an award right. quote unquote it's obviously a quote unquote good movie right. but, but the, i necessarily don't think a lot of the quote unquote good movies here's are the thing, good is movies. that matt is saying that there needs to be a standard with something because yeah. i can go and tell you like carly ray jepsen call me maybe it's a musical masterpiece, no, no, Jonathan. No, no. Right. No, Sold hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> no, but like <laughs> those people on the academy. Does not an equate quality. Those, those people on the academy who are giving out awards are also experts in film and they That's study. That's debatable. Film. But let's go. <laughs> <let's, let's, laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I have forward. a lot of grievances Anyways. with the academy. Correct so, Matt, what you're, at yeah, the end okay, of the you're so, saying, yes, we, we, so, got, we got it. Um, yeah, I said Avengers. Uh, best part about this movie, Green Lanterns exist. Yes. Right? That was the best Oh, Sorry, dude. the best part was when Flash was coming in and and Superman started, started look, starts looking look at him. <laughs> the look on Flash's oh, face man. when he's like, "He can see me!" Oh right. crap! Uh, he, oh my god! He can see me! <laughs> that, I just said that because I, I I'm a huge Green Lantern fan. But um, no, uh, that was great. That was yeah. Great. That really was like, great. Uh, I was very was, happy about it. It didn't, even especially have to when be it died so. and it flew oh, off his yeah. right and left. I was like, like "Good, yes. that's good." It's not just like. 
they established that the Green Lanterns have existed yes. for a long time. They yes. existed in the Age of Heroes. Yes. That's, cool. a, that's all cool. I needed. Yeah, I, I just, like the best. Not, and, that was the, the know, going off to find somebody yeah. else. That was the best comic nod. Yeah, yes. you could ask. That was yeah. the flash bit in BVS where it was like this thing you yeah. didn't expect. It was this nice little tidbit of like, yeah, that guy's here. <laughs> you yeah. know, so that was a good win. There's just pros and cons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I'm not a DC fan. I, I read some DC, as you guys know, whatever, gone over. I still don't know what a mother box is, <laughs> like, from watching this movie. It's a MacGuffin in the movie. I still yeah. don't it know what it actually yeah. is. A mother box is essentially the iPhone of the new gods. Yeah. Okay. That was not explained. To use the, to <laughs> they teleport with that. It does everything. Yeah, it does okay. everything. Messages. Gotcha. It I understood it was powerful. Devices. It can create things. Yeah. Transportation. Okay. Yeah. They kind of say that, but not really. I didn't like the special effects. You know? So I was kind of confused. The, no, 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 no. The cube and stuff that looked, I, I kind of liked the origins thing of actual like a little box that you can actually like a computer. Oh, yeah. But I didn't like how it was like from the sky like. I didn't like that. Mm. But yeah, that so was I was thinking was. boom tube. Yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was a little big. I thought it was for, big because the, the mother boxes are smaller. Yeah, mother boxes I think, but the boom tube like. I like how in the in the in the an animated series and stuff like that. Like I I, I think that would would have been perfect. Oh, they probably went that way because they didn't think a Rubik's cube would look that intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, true. Keep going, Matt. But yeah, uh, I, I, as a comics reader, I was still a little confused and lost on that part. Um, the ending to me kind of felt a little anticlimactic. Totally. Like it, I understand what they were doing. They just didn't make the tension for the viewer high enough. It was just kind of like, oh, they they did it. Oh. Like, are we already moving on? Wait, I, I thought it was going to be a little bit more epic. Yeah. Once Superman came to life, it was like, oh, there's your deuce ex machina. Yeah. You know? Like, it's going to be over now. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the way it happened, Victor had to be there was porn. I get that Superman had to be doing it. It was the, the way it happened was cool. I just thought it would have a little more buildup. Yeah. You know, I was, it, not, it wasn't quite I was not quite ready for it to yeah. be done when it was. Yeah. Um, Bad guy, yeah, Steppenwolf. I still don't really know who he is. Like, I get the idea. He's he, like Darkseid's right hand man. No, I, I, General. I, I get yeah. that because he mentioned it and he's like, he wants to be part of the new gods, which I mentioned earlier, like that line. But like, I don't know where he came from or like Apocalypse. what he's about. He's a yeah. He's 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 one of Darkseid's. Uh, he's uh, a uh, Darkseid's uncle. Okay. So well, apparently, according to no. Doctor Arroyo, he was originally Darkseid's father. Yeah. Steppenwolf was Darkseid's father, and Darkseid killed him. In order to take over and assume of apocalypse, uh, yeah. uh, rule that was of apocalypse. Yeah. I don't know. See, I, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, and the movie. I, didn't I, I'm out. Sorry, yeah, that's actually a bonus. That's a plus knowledge. in my comments. As I, I was writing down, I was like, it was kind of cool that there was a villain that they were like, let's not spend a ton of time showing him do stuff. But I just need one because I wanted seven superheroes yeah, I, to do I, stuff. I need, I need, there's I need more than that. One or two lines of motivation and that's about it. Like, I need at least like a scene. He was, you know? uh, he was Malekith, you know, he yeah, was like, I'm the yeah. big bad who wants to end the universe and that was a big was, problem for Thor the Dark to, World. It was like, this to, start, this bad guy is but he was more no motive other than the world is ending. Yeah, he I mean, wanted come to on. make Apocalypse on Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Because even Becoming where they're God. fighting at the end starts to look like yeah. Apocalypse. Well, even like, in the previous stories, it's not Steppenwolf. I mean, in the comic book, Steppenwolf is not the one that usually does that. It's mostly Darkseid that is trying to make Earth the new apocalypse. But Steppenwolf is still his general. Exactly. So right. he's the he's the he's the front man on he's and the big man on campus. We, I did get a little bit of context of what he was trying to do and his motivation, but I just I wanted more for like this to be like an in depth good movie. Yeah. The villain needs almost just as much context as the heroes, you know, yeah. just to even it out. Um. CG bad guys, like you were saying, Jonathan. It's just I'm I'm just over it. Like they need to I fight really, someone. Like new. he looked 
pretty good with like the fighting stuff. My well, I mean like the parademons. Yeah. Like uh, well the the, uh. the the drones. Yeah, the drones. Um, yeah, that's that's mm. a tough thing. I mean, with with Steppenwolf himself, I think it would have benefited them having the guy in makeup for the close up dialogue scenes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was really my only nitpick about Steppenwolf. He looked cool. He was uh, fine, but I would have liked to have seen the the actual actor in makeup for right. the close up lines as opposed to like a full CG. I'm, I'm just over them fighting mindless enemies. You know, it's just I'm just it's done. Well, they like I said, they still yeah. fought at Steppenwolf. Yeah, no, that was good. It's just like, whatever. But um, yeah. I'm trying to get through this. Uh, Superman. This is the Superman we need. Yeah. This is the Superman we've all wanted. Mm. I think we that's finally got. The world. Can someone ask me awesome a question Superman. though? Can someone ask me one question? That little cell phone video of the people, the, the kids in the beginning. Uh-huh. What? Is your favorite part of humans? That question is never answered in the entire movie. Oh, I don't know why that part was in the movie. Yeah, exactly. Why was yeah, that, that there? Was, that was a reshoot. Well, there's a theory. There's a theory that it could possibly be Billy Batson mm. being a fanboy of oh, Superman. That's cool. And that's how they're going to integrate Shazam. Into well, that Shazam universe. was in the in the. I was that Shazam in the when the Green Lantern came out when that lightning was like because you saw lightning flash down. I in the took background. that as Zeus. I assumed that all that yeah. was Zeus. I thought, oh, that, I thought, was that, was Greek, I thought that was a Greek god. I thought yeah. that was Shazam. Yeah. Yeah, no, because Shazam is people who lived in recorded history, you know, or I don't know. It's been passed down. It's yeah, lineage, like Shazam right? yeah. is. No, but like, I can't what is it? What but all that the question in, are for the in, S- in, right. in Clark, like pausing. Oh yeah, I guess it up, would like, be because it's the strength or it's the wisdom of Solomon. Yeah, these are all the, people the who strength are strength of Hercules. Who are real. Yeah. Uh, so Shazam has Atlas. Right, Shazam yeah. would not have existed at that time because these people haven't even existed yet. Right. Create Shazam. That makes sense. I just don't get it. Like that whole first scene of like. What does it mean to be human? He's like, hmm, 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 and looking off in the distance and doing his little thing. I didn't understand that. I think this was a better Superman than in BVS, one hundred percent. But still, I didn't, I didn't see, I didn't see any hope. I didn't. But see going anything. forward, I feel like this is the Superman we need to make he this felt universe. Like the rebirth Superman. Yeah, movie. yeah. The Superman, Superman mm. coming back to life is the guy that everybody has been thinking. This, yeah. should, this is who Superman is supposed to be. It took him to die once. It took two and, and a half movies <laughs> to be the most. Human R- yeah. It's a, okay, I, is it on the on the right track? Is it on yes. the track back towards what we talked about in Man of Steel? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not where I want it to be, but I, I hope that they get there. Yeah, uh, Cyborg was definitely the best of the three new characters. I felt like. Cyborg was dope. Like he was so good. Like he was really his good. lines and the way he delivered them and his motivation. Like I felt like yes. most connected 100%. to Cyborg. I forgot about Henry Allen when he's like, "Dad, I got into the into the academy." Dad, <laughs> well, that's like, the thing. Then oh, I forgot that you were those, here. Those were just kind of nailing back the, well, the solo. Yeah, no, that's the thing. I forgot, in. but I always knew that Victor Stone had his dad back there. Yeah, like, uh-huh. I get that. And then that was I go I mean, to he Flash was part next. Of the plot, though. A little bit. Dead. Yeah. Well, I go to Flash next because Flash was not as developed as Cyborg, but he wasn't just one note. Like I feel Aquaman was only one note, and that's that's not a character. You you, you can do one thing. And that's all he does. His monologue where he had where he's sitting on the lasso of truth was awesome, but yeah, it, it was wasn't real. Money. Yeah. So it doesn't count. Yeah. You yeah, know. Like, Perfectly counts. He's telling the truth. Well, he's on the yeah, but that's not who he is. He doesn't tell that truth. He's not going to expose himself. More of who he is because that's he's the guards Mm, down. But if that's what he said is more who he is, again goes back to my point that the comic books right behind you and right behind you does not reflect who we saw in the movie. I mean, no, but Arthur Curry is a good guy. This is showing you that this this is an affront. This is Arthur Curry. Right now, Arthur Curry is still a bitter young man as opposed to. Well, no, I mean, so he's putting on this facade of, like, oh, I'm tough, right. and, like, oh, right. bat suit, that's cool. Right. But then when he sits on the Lasso of Truth, you go, oh, no, Arthur Curry's a good guy. Right. He's just but fronting because he's so like insecure front. at this point. But, um, but this that is such an early Arthur Curry. Yeah, I read yeah. the entire, in, in the past six years, I've read every every single 
damn near every single Aquaman issue in the past six, seven years. All the way since Jet Shaw. But, like, are, but, he, but he's like, like a he's a completely righteous guy. The the wealth of who he is. Well, that's what I'm saying. Getting that, to that point, but like, that's what I said. But who's going to watch a solo movie about just totally righteous Arthur Curry? You know, like they have there. There has to be something that well, they're going to make their that earlier Aquaman in this franchise podcast, trilogy I said, off of. I said, because this is what we, me and you, buck heads off of. I can only judge what in front of me. Yeah, but this right is, in front but of me. The Justice League and the DCEU is this is this overarching franchise, and you have to be ready to accept it. We're intentionally leaving breadcrumbs because. There's seven but I've got, movies. I've got four out years of breadcrumbs. I'm sick of. I wish he was the Arthur from the exactly. lasso. And though. that's why it still wasn't you know, good. Do the whole movie. Yeah, if he had that little more openness and then willing to like express himself, I felt like he would have been more a relatable character. Because yeah. I'm not Surfer Bro, and that's all he was besides that one monologue. He literally, literally rode a pair of demons, <laughs> surfed him down from the sky. I thought that sky. was kind of cool. I, I was like, yeah. No, no, don't, don't get me wrong. It's cool, but I. It's like it's like it's it was typecast. It was his, stereotyped. It yeah. was stereotyped. But his, the goal for Surfer this movie dude. with Aquaman was make this mother cool. Make this. Yeah, yeah I was sorry. Yeah, I was yeah. wanted to swear. Uh, yeah. But like, <laughs> they're good. they knew. Like, dude, who yeah. likes Aquaman? Uh, Seth MacFarlane doesn't even appreciate Aquaman. He makes fun of him in everything he makes. So no, you're good. Uh, that grave digging scene that was kind of not necessary. Like Whoa, they crack a joke about sh- digging up a, like. That was kind of rough. That like was, that was they could have done scene. the moment between the two characters, like without them actually digging up his grave. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That was kind of weird for me. Yeah. Um, or Cyborg could have like morphed into a backhoe, you know, or something like <laughs> it, it, like. Or they could have been standing outside with it already dug up. They didn't have to show them digging it up and mention how macabre it is. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. that was yeah. kind of dark. Like, yeah, didn't bother me. <laughs> that was, it it's teaches us. Um, his face. Almost every Henry Cavill's. Oh yeah. If every scene but one scene where he's actually fighting Steppenwolf is the CG mustache. Yeah. That really bothered me. It was fine. It just bothered me because I noticed. It, it just sucked that I knew it. <laughs> you yeah. know, like I yeah. knew to look at it. But that's not really a movie grab. That's just it is what it is. My wife asked if he lost weight. She's like, did he lose weight? Like, there's something off about him. Yeah. Like, his face is more narrower than before. And I was like, oh no, they had to CG. Yeah. It was fine. It's just I noticed. I think it. if people. <laughs> Didn't know about it, it wouldn't. Yeah. You wouldn't be staring yeah. at that it. Was, yeah. yeah, that was me. You know, I read. Yeah. You know, I read yeah. all the back. Yep. Yeah. Backstage. Um. Yeah, I didn't think Flash was funny. I didn't laugh at all during the movie. No, um. Know. His jokes really fell flat with me. Wow. But, um. Yeah, I literally. Come on, was, dude. You when you look at the movie. Oh, you haven't seen Thor, huh? No. Okay. Yeah. Like, when you go to a movie yeah. like Thor or other good ones that have executed well. When I say that Thor was thirteen ounces of comedy in a twelve ounce glass, <laughs> this was little eye droplets into a bucket of like huh, we're funny huh like that's no, the thing they were like no, they yeah. were saying like forcing to laugh like he, he, he told a joke I was like huh okay for me, for me that was so that that's Peter that's that's Peter Parker man like that's that's <laughs> uh, a young guy trying so hard because he's so awkward right now because he has no idea what he's supposed to do oh, yeah. Yeah. and I think that this is Justice League trying to be like well we got our comedy relief guy and they actually did the best Peter Parker Spider-Man that you could do because that he was just this awkward ball of like I'm not ready to be what I am. No, I oh get my it. God, and he's just it, kind it of freaking sense. out. And he makes jokes and he does all these things. It, it just me. wasn't so like, funny. Yeah, I get that it maybe not funny <laughs> to certain people. And Spider Man's supposed to not be funny to most people. To me, it's asinine. I think it's an excuse. I think people are telling they're like, well, this is just a side of Barry we've never seen before. If someone, not Darwin Cook, say whoever, created a off world one of the multiverse Earths that we don't know of these characters four years ago. 
in a graphic novel, a Barry who's just coming to grips, an old Batman, a Superman who doesn't know who he, all everything. And they said, that, and then and then and then the executives from DC came to us and been like, or came to the fans saying, we're gonna base it off of this graphic novel. All the fans would be like, are you shitting me right now? Seriously, you know how many good stories you have? Why would you base it off that? Yeah. And that's how I feel because people are making excuses like. Well, this is just a different Barry, and this is just a different this. And this, no. If you if if they made a graphic novel four years ago and they announced it, saying we're going to base it off that graphic novel, <laughs> no one would like that. I got one more thing. Uh, two things broke the rules of the movie for me. Uh, t- both with Flash. Flash cannot take a punch from Steppenwolf and fly fifty feet into a wall and be okay. Okay. Like that kind of like he, he wouldn't be okay. He'd be knocked out for maybe two minutes, and then he hit his you know metabolism. metabolism would, would like, heal him. Like. But he wouldn't yeah. back up. Yeah, he just got back up. That would kind of bother me. And then Batman was able to grapple his leg while he's in the Speed Force. That should not be able to happen. Like, he tripped in the Speed Force. So Batman had to notice he tripped and shoot to grapple his leg. That kind of broke the rules Batman for Batman couldn't like, take out more than two parademons without But, like, how, how was he air. able to catch Barry as he's running? Like, yeah. that can't yeah, happen. That, that one bothered me, too. <laughs> like, no, I that agree. can't I caught happen. That. I, I caught that one, too, and I was like... How did what? how did Batman <laughs> see Flash tripping? Yeah, like so. that should not be able to happen. I mean, it works for the scene, but it's just like that yeah. breaks the rules. Yeah, yeah. Batman. But yeah. Sure. no, I yeah. agree. So. Rating Matt seven out of ten. It was just straight up good. Seven is is good. Yeah, good. Average, good, great. Yeah, Matt. Uh, Matt Shaw. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not really sure which directions we're going. All right, we're I'm just going to try to hit my. I got some notes, so I'm just going to try to hit these ones kind of really quick. Um. I liked that they didn't super focus on the villain time just because there were so many new characters in this movie. So I kind of liked that Steppenwolf was just yeah. as accepted. We got enough. You're the big bad and more. you're here and we don't really care. And like I wanted to, I wanted yeah. so much of the interaction between the guys. So that was cool for me. Uh, my gripes were, I'm really glad Steppenwolf got that third mother box and then decided to take his time a little bit to give <laughs> Superman that time to cope and deal. Because as soon as they got that third mother box, it's like, well, the world just ended. That yeah. was supposed to be it, right? Yeah. You touch these three mother boxes and the whole world blows yeah. up. I don't get why the mother box went off and they're like, oh, wait, where's the mother They're box? like, oh, I guess that's okay because yeah, Superman's alive. I was yeah. like, isn't the world supposed to end right now? So I was like, that, that was, and that's just nitpick. You're just like, yeah. all right, whatever. Um, same kind of thing with Cyborg. It was he was talking to his dad, and he's like, "I got it. Not it's not just a computer language; it's also an alien language." Next thing you know, he's shoving his hands in the Batmobile and knows how to control <laughs> everything. And I was like, "All right, I guess he picked this stuff up pretty quick." Yeah, is it called the grappler. Well, no, he's a. He, yeah. They said he's a genius level IQ. Yeah, you know, and I so. to an extent, I can suspend enough disbelief to be like, "Yeah, he yeah. can figure it out." When you yeah. know, when when it starts to really hit the fan, he can figure it out. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it was like you did. You had that line about how it's so hard to deal with. Yeah. Don't have that line earlier if you want me to to be okay with you being able. Like now, I can control your Batmobile and and do all this. So I thought he got a, he dealt with his powers very quickly, um, and that was just for the movie to be able to move. Yeah. Um, then my one of my favorite things that I take home, and I think it was probably a big part of Joss Whedon, and I'm such a huge Whedon fan. Uh, but my favorite part of the movie was Batman talking about Superman and how he's the most human. And that he had, you know, this guy lived in the world. You know, Batman knows, like, I'm this rich guy and I seclude myself and yada, yada, yada. This guy mm-hmm. worked a regular job and he's very clearly above all of that. Yeah, and it human. tied it almost almost had the same sentence in, uh, as the season finale of Buffy season five when Buffy sacrifices herself to save the world. And, he's, and Buffy tells her sister, the hardest thing to do in this world is to live in it. Yeah. And then she goes and she's like, I'm going to kill myself. 
to save the world, but she's like, I'm going to kill myself because F living, you know, like this, I'm going to go, I'm going to go now and I'm going to save the world. Now you have to do the hard part. You like, everybody thinks that sacrificing yourself is the hard part, but she's like, no, you've got the hard part, little sister. You have to live in this world. Yeah. Um, so I was just like, that was just a little bit of me and Buffy and Joss and, and all of <laughs> I, that was just a little ball a of me going, oh, this is fantastic. Yeah. And I wish that that was like maybe a little bit more of the theme of just like hit home and like, because in the next season of Buffy is they resurrect her and she comes back from uh, from quote unquote heaven, you know, like they have different dimensions and she kind of went to a heaven dimension as opposed to a hell dimension. They resurrected Buffy back from heaven. Um, and I thought it was kind of cool that in this movie they just decided to dismiss like Superman was just dead. There were either light switch on or light switch off is apparently There's what no it is. Soul. There was no soul. Yeah. There was no afterlife. There was no like really inquiring other than it was itchy to come back. Um, and I was like, <laughs> I want a whole movie just on that. Somebody talked to Batman. <laughs> or somebody talked to Superman for two hours about what it's like to be dead. Because I was, I was ready to open that can of worms. Obviously, not that not the right movie for all that stuff. But I was like, that was really cool. So for me, that was just kind of like my fandom of just like, dude, you just did so much little seed planting of the things that I really dig about you. I can mm. feel I was like, we yeah. is in That's this cool. movie. That's cool. Yeah. I can appreciate um, that. So I really liked that. The action scenes were cool. Man, yes. there was some awful CGI. Uh, the first time that Aquaman <laughs> that was about to get in the water. Too. Green screen. That was green screen. Yeah. That he was, was so about bad. to. So when he was taking his yeah. jacket off, he was definitely on some shore, probably in a soundstage. Then he started to walk in the water. Holy cow, it was awful. I even said it out loud in the theater. I just needed the world to know. I was Me like, too. Whoa, that's bad. Then he was actually in water, and there was green screen behind him, and I said, that's okay. Uh, and then they were in the cornfield, which should have been the most touching moment of the whole movie. That was hardcore CG. I was like, you tell me you couldn't find one cornfield during sunset? <laughs> I didn't notice that one as much. And I was like, oh. the, I mean, the most painful one was when Aquaman was first getting in the water yeah, and taking his jacket nice. off. And there were also some really painful scenes. Uh, Diane Lane and Amy Adams having a conversation should have been the highlight of two oh, great yeah. actors having moments together. And that one, I, I, I did this. I was like, it's ready for yeah. this to go. You guys are dragging this movie you're amazing actors but whoa this scene is not good yeah um so and those were my and those were my things and those are you know those are mostly nitpicky the action was fun and it kept me going and it was exciting superman hit it home i talked about already aquaman i just wish had more because i wanted him to be cooler flash i thought was funny and i think it's because he's young and brand new um Wonder Woman, I liked the bit with the whole, like, she was why aren't you the shining beacon, you know? Like, without Superman, why aren't you being the next yeah. big thing? Yeah, I that, that was, was cool. a cool hit home. She's so awesome. Um, Cyborg was really great, I, and we already talked about how he is all CGI. This guy's doing a great job. He did his, both. His voice is awesome, and I, and I just mean, like, literally, like, his tone of voice, which is an intangible that you can't change. That guy yeah. just sounds cool. I want to hear him talk on the radio. <laughs> right? Talk yeah. On the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy sounds good. He delivered his lines great. So yeah. the new guys were great. The old guys kind of did their things. I thought it was weird to make Batman a little bit of a joke. You know, he had those moments where, it, you know, it wasn't just him being sore and like, help me pop my shoulder in the place. I am mortal. I dug that. It was like kind of hitting home. Like, isn't this guy badass? He's like totally mortal. Has no superpowers. His superpowers to be rich. I think that could have been. And a, then he's still doing all of these things with you guys. That was a missed opportunity for Diana to realize like, this is Steve. I, I mean, I think that there was that moment where she pops her shoulder back in was yeah, supposed to be her it, it, because this is Lois Lane and Clark. This is not going to be a Superman and Wonder Woman romance. This is maybe going to be a Bruce and Diana romance. Yeah. And I think that that scene was maybe them being like, 
okay, because they just also butted heads hardcore with the whole resurrection situation. Yeah, I was reflecting. So I I do agree with you guys what you were saying earlier though. Like Ben Affleck did feel phoned in the whole movie. Oh, like yeah, it was fine, but it was just like you could tell he kind of didn't want to be. My there. wife, who doesn't care about films, was like that was bad by Ben Affleck. That was just what it is. Yeah. Shot for eighty. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven and a half. I didn't enjoy it as much as I liked uh, Wonder Woman, but it was totally not bad. Is a half a point away from Wonder Woman? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, because honestly, I mean, like, like I said, there were moments where I exclaimed, you know, like that was bad, or <laughs> was doing this, you know, like the speed this yeah, up right. motion. Pacing. Sorry, yeah. yeah. So okay. yeah, there were moments where I literally had to do something to be like, oh my gosh, I'm getting impatient here. Um, but overall, it was it was cool, and for them to be able to to splinter off and make their solo films, I thought it was a decent setup. Yeah, Raj. The um yeah, I've already been through my gripes. What's interesting is I found, you know, in thinking about this and about that, you know, my biggest gripe, which was the pet cemetery scene, um I'm that's not as big a deal to me right now, after talking, you know, talking it out and coming to the realization that well, it is in comics. Um I, you know, earlier today I gave the film a seven. Uh, I'll give it a seven and a half. And I think if I go back and see it again, which I probably will, it might be an eight because if that, you know, that was a big issue for me that bothered the heck out of me. And that's why, you know, and I couldn't help but think about that scene if, and now I'm like, I'm not as worried about it. If I go back and watch the movie and I'm like, you know what? I don't care. It's probably going to be an eight. Yeah. So, um, I had a I had major gripes from the acting to the execution to dang near everything. I mean, I I mean, I had a lot of gripes with it, but it, it didn't it it wasn't to the place where I thought Suicide Squad or BVS was. No, um, no, it, it it wasn't it wasn't like that. But I did have problems. Me, I I just think that these characters aren't up for random interpretation, and if they are, like. Batman by gas lamp, you know that's a, that's an interpretation. Gotham story. by gas lamp. Gotham by gas lamp. Sorry, um, that's an interpretation story. Ga- you know? Gaslight. Excuse me. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Um, that's an interpretation story, right? It's a different piece, but to base your entire film noir off of it, I, I don't. I don't agree with that. I don't. I didn't see my characters that I know and love. I didn't see um, good acting by Ben Affleck. I will. I, the Normally best, he's great. Yeah, I mean he's a good actor. Don't <laughs> yeah. get me wrong. I just didn't, I, he phoned it in. Yeah. Um, Ray Fisher. Amazing! I think Ray Fisher was the best part of Justice League. Even Wonder Woman too. Gal, she's great. Gal was good. Yeah. Um, she's not yeah. her acting prowess isn't like top notch, but she still is really good of what she's done. Yeah. She's um, perfect for that role. Yeah, she's perfect right. for that perfect. role. Oh, and I think and in this movie, it was when sort of su- like when does Wonder Woman have super speed? First and foremost, I mean she's just, just super strong. You know she can move yeah. faster. Yeah, she was but she never, she to, never to the extent par. that She's an AR fifteen can block all rounds of a clip. I mean, her magazine. She's her, a demigod. Her gloves are clip. magazine clip magazine. They're supposed yeah. to block bullets. They're just trying to. She never magazine competed with Superman or Flash on speed. Yeah, she can't. She has godlike powers, but she's not uh, super, super fast. She, but she, well, she's she, sorry. So she's really fast. She is not super fast. AR, but I mean her. Bullets. I mean, her gauntlets block bullets, and, if she and like did you have to be really one more good. Time. She did it four times in that freaking movie. That's kind of one of her best moves. Yeah, it's her best move. Okay. But like fifteen, like four times, it loses its effect. You know, I like to, to me, it loses its effect. Like option ah, on my shield, option, ah, option, ah, option. Ah, oh my god. 
So, I mean, there was little things back and forth. My biggest gripe was um, probably the character execution. To, to me, again, Danny as a, just me as a person, um, how I not interpret these characters, what I've seen these characters in the last 10, 15 years, what they look like and how they were executed, um, I would give it as Danny, comic book and film person, four, four and a half. It was right below average to me. It was right below average film. It was right below average to everything. But as someone that doesn't care about, not doesn't care, but that's like, hey, you know, I can look past that. Suspend I can, disbelief. Suspe- not, no, because this, you, you have to suspend disbelief about a freaking alien from Krypton, dude. Um, <laughs> um, but just I, someone that just can look past like all, all that, those standards that I have. If I threw those all away, I'd give it probably seven and a half, eight. Yeah. Because it'd be whatever. Because it was fun. It was entertaining. I could, but there's some things I just can't, my brain can't can't do that. So I'd give it two ratings. One is a four and a half as me as a person. But if I can get past those things, okay, I can see. I mean, I, I mean a lot of the points that you guys made today, it made me stop and think. And that's yeah. why I love that's the podcast. Point. Yeah, that's have why, a conversation. Yeah, that's why we, yeah, that's why we have yeah. our podcast because it makes us stop and think. So um, after those things, like, okay, if I can see all those things, if I can get past all those roadblocks in my brain, I get an eight and a, yeah. a, a seven and a half. I'd say I love talking to Danny about the movies because it helps me learn how to critique a movie and it helps him learn how to just enjoy a movie. We have a really great chat. Like, we I, just I, always kind of bicker about these things, but then it helps him be like, you know, yeah, you know what? And it that's was how just I got through helps him Thor go, Ragnarok. That was weird, right? That is how I got through Thor Ragnarok, is because it, as a film, it was actually really good. Me and Matt were talking about this yeah. right before. I think the pacing, another the pacing, the timing of the comedy. In Thor Ragnarok was way better than Guardians of the Galaxy and in, in, in Justice League. That's to me. I, I think it, it was so good. But I think Thor is meant to be a comedy, whereas yeah, Justice League right. is meant it's a comedy to be an action, action movie right. with some comedic moments. Uh, Thor I mean, is a I comedy a action adventure. I went oh, into I, that, I went but. into Thor thinking that it should have been more like Justice League. It should have been an action movie first, comedy second, whereas Thor Ragnarok was a comedy first, action movie second. Yeah, which and, I was and, and, and I was caught really off guard. So for the first forty five minutes, Taika Waititi. Taiko, right. like, and then you like just Kiki. go, oh, okay, well, that's yeah, what I guess. Be. Yeah, I guess this is what it is. Yeah. But yeah, so for the first 45 minutes, I was wrestling with, like, what are you turning in here? And yeah. then I went, okay, I get it, I get it, that's yep. what this is. Yeah, so, I mean, th- those are the things, and I, I do appreciate everyone uh, at this panel, and I do appreciate Shaf. Um, yeah, I do try to enjoy movies. I mean, I enjoy movies in a lot of different ways. I enjoy The Room. I enjoy, you know, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Those movies, I just, to me, I'm, I can, but... When it's very close to my heart, these characters, uh, sure. I, I wish I, I have a higher standard to them, just to yeah. me. But yeah. there are some films. I mean, come on, everyone loves a good Tom Cruise action flick. That are you kidding? That me? That mummy, though, that was yeah. a tough one. Yeah, of but I mean, like him holding uh, outside of a of a of an aircraft, you know, like holding on for dear life, <laughs> Mission Impossible Five, right? Yeah. You're like seriously. But whatever, I don't care. But these ones, these are a little different. I remember me. bickering with Colton about uh, Transformers. He didn't like the part where the guy s- turned his bike on its side and he just slid across on his leg. He was like, his leg would have been shred apart, man. I <laughs> he's like, I can't believe they did that. I was like, and I can't, bu- in like yeah. 17 I can't believe that yeah. there were these moving, walking, talking robots that shifted into cars either, man. <laughs> and I was like, Colton, there's just certain things that we just got to say. I- yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, Johnny, uh, give your uh, Jonathan. Jonathan. <laughs> uh, Johnny, dear God, Jonathan. Um, you know, you I... Think- I I love the movie. Um, I this was. I'm looking forward to seeing more of Cavill as this resurrected Superman yes. now. Thumbs up. To that. Um, I I love the fact that he was smiling and he was grinning. He knew he was the cavalry coming in, um, and yep. he he acted. I like think it. he relishes this part where he's like, "I'm a part of something and yeah. I'm not the thing." They yeah. they were looking forward to being on his team, and yes. he looked forward to coming to the team. Yes. And, 
the highlight of the movie for me is the ensemble cast. It's it's the characters and how they relate to one another. Yes, I like the mid scene cut. Yeah. Yes, the mid. Oh man, the mid. That was the great. Mid credits was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Such a nod to mm-hmm. to to comic fans and whatnot. But yeah, there's some nitpicks to be had. Like definitely, I feel like Affleck fully phoned it in. He yeah. wants to just be done mm-hmm. with this. Let him be done with it. If we get somebody else that wants to do the job, they're they're going to do it better. Yeah. You could tell, I think, with a lot of the actors, they want these characters to be cool. They want to do good at, for the most part Especially in the gal. roles. Gal. Yeah. Gal. You um, are the gal, gal. Yeah. Ray's super enthusiastic, too, in interviews. Yeah. Like, Ray. Yeah. I'm, 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 I shipped those two. Well, he, showed, he was great. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. elevate yeah. this guy. Well. You know, like, yeah. they were hiding Ray Fisher, and I don't think he's – he's not a – he hasn't had a high-profile movie yet either. So yeah. it's like yeah. – Oh, was, send this guy to send this guy to Conan and let <laughs> yeah. this guy carry yeah. a film. You know, like he yeah. did his part, he, he and I think best. a lot of people are yeah. are so taking there's, to him. Well. You know, being being a Justice League, a Superman fan and stuff. I there's a there's a childlike giddiness that I had going into it, and I feel like that was sated. Like as I was watching it, there was a lot of moments that I was just re- kind of relishing in seeing it live action for the first time on the big screen. Right. Because I mean, l- listen, that Avengers our, moment. All of yeah, you yeah. know, all of the nitpicks and gripes and stuff that we have, they're, they're first word problems. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, it's a cool this, way to put it. Is, no, that's, yeah, no, it's yeah, a very yeah, cool yeah, way to yeah, put yeah, it. If yeah. this is what we're arguing about right now, life's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because like, we have that opportunity to. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna take my superheroes in in Justice League, and if you're giving me, you know, the fun and the the big grand scope of it or whatever, I'm gonna enjoy it. So uh, I'm probably probably just under Wonder Woman so like if I say like Wonder Woman's like eight and a half nine I'm gonna say like eight eight, eight. and a half for, for Justice League that's pretty solid um, the only nitpicks I have are like things we brought up you know I wish they didn't do as much I want a, a true villain in the way that we have you know our heroes yeah that are in front of us yeah. tangible they're not all CG you don't have to keep doing that I think that. we're getting there though with our post credit scene and we're yeah. gonna uh-huh. Whether you want to call them the Legion of Doom or you want to call them the Injustice League, League, whatever, I think we're moving that direction. And I know that Roger kind of had some issues with that or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I, I think I'm sorry. I don't, you know, I don't want the little, the little, you know, Darth skull Vader headquarters like, out yeah, on swamp. on the swamp. Yeah. I, I want the cartoon to be the cartoon. And I can understand and that. Now, it could be read as this is just another wink-wink nod-nod yeah, to the yeah. fans the way that the mid credit scene was. Or yeah. we could be getting other villains that are like going to coordinate, not necessarily be as campy as the Legion of Doom, yeah. but that Lex is manipulating. I hope yeah. this movie spurs a comic book rebirth. What Jeff Johns did, I hope that after this, with seeing Flashpoint, Lex in a man. different way, and seeing Deathstroke come in, and seeing a new Superman come back, in Ben Affleck trying to get Just, out of here yep. and get someone back in. I hope that after this movie, we see a rebirth. I Flashpoint. Think we will. I think. I think we will. Because God, I, I don't know um, if a Flashpoint would swallow well. But it would be able to fix everything. No, I think a rebirth would be well. You can't really do a rebirth. I just, I just think this. Now's the time. You did your four films. I you feel, saw you yeah. told this grittiness world. I think if Zack you want Snyder's to done. The story, do that. Oh, I yeah, think Zack done. Snyder's he's done. done so. um, I, I'll be happy if they bring in some fresh. Uh, blood in terms of the writing room, the directors. Like James Wan, um, he wanted to do Aquaman, so yeah. now he's getting Aquaman. And he yeah. said his vibe is going to be like a, a Pirates of the Caribbean swashbuckling adventure movie, Sounds which is cool. what Aquaman needs. Yeah, um, is it going to be the trench? And he and the thing is, is he's a horror director, so he can. I think he could balance. Mm. bringing that in, you trench know? would be dope. So um, there's a lot that I'm looking forward to. I I do believe that DC has righted their ship with this. I think yep. we're finally on the correct course. I believe a lot of the next batch of movies, especially now that Jeff Johns has had some time to plot, 
and hopefully do what he did with yeah. comics, do with the movies, sit yeah. down and talk with some Please. guys and be like, what are you passionate about? Yeah. What do you love? You know, like apparently Matt Reeves loves Batman. I, I'm down to see. He makes good Planet of the Apes yeah, movies. I'm down to see <laughs> something like that. If the rumors are true of this Gareth Evans doing a Deathstroke movie in the style of the Raid Redemption, I'm all about that. Yeah. You know, yeah, if they're stuff. if they're talking about suiting up those directors and filmmakers and writers to the things that they're passionate about, I think we're in good shape. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, definitely. Uh, yeah, my thing is and I keep hitting this metaphor but like as long as the juggling balls don't come down at different yeah. speeds, you know, like they might just then panic and go, "Well, we just cast Shazam. Let's just shove one of those movies out." I'm just Obviously, they haven't set them out that set themselves up for me to just go it's going to be okay. Like yeah. Marvel, whatever they say, I'm just going to be like, well, it'll be okay. Cause Feige just nails the head, yeah. the nails, the ham or the, the formula the works. The, the biggest mistake that, that DC made was not having somebody like Jeff Jones a figure. in charge yeah. Yeah. to make some critical calls and decisions the way that Marvel had Feige. Yep. Um, yeah. So, I mean, in, in, in just summing up, I'm not going to say anything else. And I'll go straight back to Jonathan. Um, man, still wonder woman at the top, but I am happy. I am seeing hope. In the form of BVS 2.3 or 2.5, sorry, 2.5. Wow, that okay, was John. give him another. <laughs> give him another. Are the lettering bad too? If I can have another beer, I'll take one. But 2.5, Suicide Squad 3.5, Justice League 4.5. So they're it's, going up. It's, they're going up to me. Like they are getting better, but I just wish that I saw I think it the, quicker. Being the fact that you have a beef with Zack Snyder now that he's out, I think we're gonna. You know, I mean, it takes a while for the like course Watchmen. to go, but we've I already started. I like Man of Steel, you know? but, yeah. what, but Man of Steel and Watchmen, he had his leashes. Yeah. That was my that was my. So, and I should note that uh, Kayla and Johnny both texted me from All-Star Comics Podcast saying that they actually enjoyed Justice League. It was so, enjoyable. And, and Johnny said he was actually angry that he liked it. Yeah. <laughs> ah, Johnny, man. man well, it was an so, enjoyable movie. Yeah. So, um, you want me to uh, close it? Yeah, Jonathan, you, you close okay. it out. Shout uh, real quick. What did you want to say? Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, a friend of mine said it best uh, on social media. He said, Justice League wasn't good, but it wasn't boring. Yeah. Yeah. I was entertained. So, Jonathan, please close us out on this crossover. Uh, yes. Thank you guys for listening to the first ever crossover episode between Opinioneering and the All-Star Comics Podcast. If you guys like what you're hearing, please rate, review, subscribe, like, and share. Do all that nonsense with your friends. Uh Thank you for guys for taking the time to listen to us. Make sure to tune in on Tuesday night. Well, Wednesday morning. Yeah, yeah Tuesday night. Tuesday, Tuesday ish, Wednesday night for uh, these guys coming over to the All Star Comics podcast to review dun 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 the biggest comic book release of the year, Doomsday Clock Number One by Jeff Johnson, Gary Frank, the furthering of the Rebirth storyline for you comic book nerds, and a proper sequel it seems to Watchmen. Mm. So, um, which I am just looking forward to. So, uh, that'll be up Tuesday. I believe both these episodes are going up on each of our channels, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. Danny Shoff, thank you guys for having us on your show and, thank you. and, and, uh, shooting all the different theories and, and opinions and stuff like that with the movies. I'm looking forward to see what you guys think about some comic books on Tuesday. Mm. So thank you guys for listening. Have a great couple days.